All right, all right. Welcome. This is Oran Rising News. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Okay, it's 5.30, weird time. Decided to go live. The news is either ignoring the fact that Rush Limbaugh died or uh, just talking about that all day long. So I wanted to come on and say, say to Rush, rest in peace. That sucks, right? That was a, a voice that we will miss. Voice returned back to God, as it were, right? So, oops, I'm hitting the wrong buttons here now. I apologize for that. My, I'm getting all kinds of uh, stuff on my computer, of course, pop-ups over here on my computer. And so I was trying to close it out, and it actually uh, it took me to that page, and I wanted to close it. So let's take care of that. Okay, sorry about that. So share this out, share this out, share this out. Haven't verified that we're live. Everything's acting slow right now for some reason. Not quite sure why. My Wi-Fi went down for a minute. It probably went down again. We'll see. Um, it went down for a minute. It's been tripping, trying to get back up. It says I am now. Let's see if I'm uh, Let me look over here. It says I'm good, good, strong signal. So that should be fine. So I couldn't check my other monitor because the same thing happened there. And now that's just going crazy because it just reconnected to the internet. Right? <laughs> so and my microphone keeps dropping. I'm going to have to tighten it. Screw there. So I'm trying to verify that we are live. Yes, we are live. Okay. So if you're, if you're in the audience, uh, give me a shout out in the chat. Share this out. Share this out. Share this out. Share this out. There it is. I apologize. My sound is on. Sorry about that. Okay. So share this out, everybody. Uh, so the the topic today that I wanted to talk about. That's funny. I'm on I'm on here on my other thing, and it shows that there's zero people on. I'm actually on here on another thing. So that's funny that that's showing me that nobody's on right now. When they're in, in fact I am actually on uh, watching the show live myself. But my phone is tripping, so I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> right? Using my phone is the is the other thing. So it is 5.30. It is a different time for me than I'm normally on here. Um, but, you know, and I usually come on Wednesdays, usually at 4. Uh, but I wasn't going to come on this week, you know, to the during the week. A lot of crazy stuff going on. I'll quickly report on that. It's not really why I wanted to come on here today. I wanted to come on and talk about all the stresses that everybody's under because of all of this pandemic that's going on. Uh, but there's other events that have to be talked about. Right, like the fact that I should probably bring that up so that I can read that. Let me go over here, uh, and I will do just that on Facebook. So Joe Biden was on CNN doing a town hall meeting yesterday. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, yesterday, and he he made some claims. One of which was that he didn't have a vaccine when he got into office, which is false. That's just untrue. Uh, and then he's he's talking about uh, other things. He's making claims that are not true and that were already planned and were already in the news. Let me read them to you. Once I get the stupid pop-up window to, to go down from whoever that was. Okay, so he was on CNN, right? And let me read it to you. This is the article that came from, I don't know who this is from. I'm sure it's a, it's a well, Republican rag um, that is... Um, that is just on, you know, talking up the Republicans. The Daily Wire, yeah, I believe that is. 
Uh, but it, it still needs to be said. Okay, it doesn't matter that it's propaganda for one side or the other. The truth is, this is what he said. If and I'm going to probably get the CNN thing and then play it for you. I should put it up on the screen for you to see, but that right now it doesn't really matter. So you're looking at me adjusting my microphone. Okay, so says Joe Biden falsely claimed during the CNN town hall meeting last night he was talking to uh, uh, Anderson Cooper. Okay, and the quote is. Uh, that it's one thing to have a vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office. But a vaccinator, how do you get, this is what he said, but a vaccinator, V-A-C-C-I-N-A-T-O-R, but a vaccinator, how do you get the vaccine into someone's arm? Question mark. What we did, this is a quote, what we did, we got into office and found out the supply. There was no backlog. I mean, there was nothing in the refrigerator, uh, figuratively and literally speaking, Biden, Biden claims. As there are, and there are 10 million doses a day that were available. Well, okay, so wait a minute. He just said there was no doses and there was 10 million doses a day available. So first of all, there's a contradiction. There was nothing in the refrigerator, figuratively and literally. We had no supply, yet there was 10 million doses a day available. Wait, I'm sorry. So you had a vaccine. We didn't have a vaccine. There was no vaccine. We didn't have a stockpile. We didn't have any in the refrigerator, figuratively and literally. And then in the same sentence, he says, and there was 10 million doses a day that were available. So no vaccine, nothing on hand, but 10 million a day available. So, so you're saying there was a vaccine and there was 10 million doses a day available. So you might not have had a stockpile. And let me explain that. Okay, guys. He doesn't go on to talk about that. But let me explain that. I remember, and this was done politically, all of these companies realized that Donald Trump was probably going to lose the election and they were hoping that he was going to. So they kept stalling and stalling and stalling because they didn't want the vaccine to give any credit to Donald Trump. The Democrats didn't want him to get any credit. So they were trying to do the same. Stall, stall, stall as much as you can. Ronald Reagan did it. As a Republican back in the day when he was uh, first elected in 1980, there was an Iran hostage crisis where one of our, I think it was a Chinook, one of our helicopters full of, of uh, Marines crashed in the Iranian desert and they were captured. Uh, and the um, diplomats were trying to go and get the Iranians. I think it was, don't quote me, but I think it might have been, Ken, uh, um, uh, what's his name, Carter? who was the president at the time, but I'm not sure because it was a long time ago. It was 1980. I was a kid. But I do know this that I found out afterwards. And you can you can reference this in Bob Woodward's book because he talked about it there. I think he also talked about it again in uh, the book um, uh, uh, Commanders, or uh, I think that's what it was called, Masters and Commanders or Commanders, and that was about Bush Jr. But he referenced the, the same thing because we had the Iran-Contra scandal at the same time. So what happened was, Reagan knew he was going to get in office and he called the Iranians and said, listen, how about you guys hold off on releasing the hostages to anyone until I get in charge? That way it gives me a good look and then I can I can give you guys some you know good things, which he repaid them later by selling them guns illegally around uh, around the federal government who did not want to stop communism even then, the Democrats. And the communists were trying to go into Central America. And the Democrats were stonewalling and wouldn't allow the the uh, the Contra rebels to get any help from the United States. So Ronald Reagan brokered a deal with the Iranians that he would sell that our government under under the table 
would sell guns to Iran, who would then sell the guns to the, the Condonistas, and they would be able to fight against the, the communists trying to take over their country. So when that got found out, um, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Oliver North fell on his sword and claimed that he was running a shadow government behind the government, and Ronald Reagan didn't know anything about it. But I remember watching Ronald Reagan come out and uh, admit it and say he was going to tell everybody that he did something and that was wrong. But in the end, you're going to find out that what I did was for the right reason. So he was admitting ahead of time that he did it. But then they said, well, he has Alzheimer's and he was just babbling on. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And so he didn't get credit for or blame uh, for uh, what went on. So they they fired Oliver North and said, you can't run off for office and you're out of the military. And he, he fell on his sword. and He's done just fine as a correspondent since then. And he should get an award for that because he he. He protected the president of the United States, the integrity of the United States government, the integrity of the ideology of, of freedom for, throughout the world. And he ruined his career um, to save all of that and the president. You can look all that up. I wrote a thesis on it when I was in college. Okay, so what happened here is, and this is where um, Joe Biden and his administration is hoping that you weren't paying attention, Moderna and Pfizer both had been stonewalling and stalling, so they weren't making an, a, a lot of the of the uh, vaccines. But then they started ramping up production, and and the whole world wanted it. Okay, so what they did was they told everybody overseas, "Look, we're going to take everything offline because we have to change things in our uh, factories so that we can then ramp up to this number that that Donald Trump was talking about, and and again Joe Biden was talking about where we can get." 600 million doses, okay? So he, he told everybody in the, in the, all over the world, we're going to be shutting down production, so there might be a, a, a small break, but here's the deal. I'm going to take everything that I was, these companies were going to take everything that they were going to sell to America and sell it to them so that they would all have the vaccine and America wouldn't have any vaccines for that two-month time period. They would run low but not run out, and then they would be able to ramp up and hit the ground running. Okay, so they did that because they were trying to buy time so that when Joe Biden got in office and said, we need to hit the ground running, they were ready for him to do that. I saw it on the news. I saw them announce that. It was reported on every news channel and every station, right? CNN reported it. MSNBC reported it. Everybody reported it. I watched it on Fox. Even Fox reported it. Okay, so it was obvious that there was going to be a dip in the amount of uh, things right around the transition going into February. And then getting into March, there would be this ramp up. They announced it. So now Joe Biden tries to make it look like it was Donald Trump's debacle, but it was planned by them the entire time. And they came out and said it, which means that somebody behind the scenes said, this is what we need to do. Right. And, and they wanted to set up the whole thing because they still didn't want to give uh, Trump a vaccine. So now they're going to try and whitewash this into at some point, everybody believing that there was no. Uh, vaccine at all. And Donald Trump screwed the whole thing up, but Joe Biden put it on track and got us a vaccine. That's what they're pushing for. So the Democrats are going to get credit in history for a vaccine that was pushed through by Donald Trump. <clears throat> now, if you're a, a forever hater of Trump, you're okay with that, right? And it does, it's politics. They do that crap all the time. My microphone's bugging me today. Okay, so so that's the reality of what happened. You can look this stuff up. That's the reality of what happened. 
So he's claiming and that uh, you know that that there was none. When then he right contradicts himself and said there was 10 million doses a day available. But they wanted more than that because we're trying to do 100 million people per day, right? So I get his plight either way. But he, you know he's he's kind of inferring that it was Donald Trump that did it. Doesn't come out right and say it, but he kind of does. Okay, so Biden claimed and there were 10 million doses a day available. Uh, we've upped. We've upped that in the first three weeks because that was the one that they were supposed to. They already announced that they were going to take everything offline so they could upgrade the factories and expand so that they come out with more. But he's claiming now we, like he had something to do with it. They announced that before he was the president that they were going to do that. So now did he work with them behind the scenes and, and that's what they came up with? That is very possible. I don't know the answer to that. So let's assume that that's what they did. But he's not he's not really saying that he's being kind of vague, right? And oh, sorry, guys, because I'm over here reading. I'm not reading your guys' uh, um, comments. So I'll, I'll get through this real quick and get back over there so I can see what you guys are saying on the on the chat. All right. So uh, so there, uh, you know, so here we can produce more vaccines and more rapidly and not only agree to 200 to 400, but they're agreeing to 600 million. Do you see that was already planned? That was planned in December when they announced that. I remember that because I have a good memory. All right, so now I'm back over here. Hi, uh, Maddie. Hello. Sorry, I didn't see the, the chat before because I was on a different screen. I usually use a second monitor, but I left the my phone in the chat. <laughs> and and just, that's how I looked down. I happened to see it, but I was reading and not looking at that. So, uh, so yeah, right. So, Karen, welcome. Uh, Karen says, oh, wow, I've been uh, researching the vaccine. I put it up on the screen for those of you who are watching on the MP4 broadcast. For those of you on the MP3 file broadcast, I'll read it to you. Karen says, Oh, wow, I have uh, been researching the vaccine program, and uh, many have died. Yeah, there, there's been a lot. I haven't even gotten into that, right? And only a very small percentage are being reported, so it's uh, very alarming. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's, um, to me, it's, it's not alarming because it's, it's power for the course. Look at Cuomo, and look what he did, right? And they tried to blame it on the, on the you know, oh, there was, a, there was a, a delay. But yet, on that phone call, on the tape that they played, his aide actually admitted it. So we need to get the transcripts of the phone call when he called them and apologized to the Democrats for getting caught. Okay, so he wasn't he wasn't saying I'm really sorry about people dying. He was saying I'm sorry, guys, that I'm now I'm going to be creating a a, a nuclear shitstorm that you Democrats are going to have to go through. Okay, so I mean it's par for the course. They lied about the numbers of COVID. They lied about how deadly it was. They you know they overinflated the numbers by five hundred percent on on both ends. Right. And so now why would they not be not telling you how many people are dying from? I mean, it's part of the course. They, they lie all the time. So if they're lying all the time, then they're lying again. We know that. So when they say there's nothing to see here and everything's fine and you see Camel Toe Harris getting the shot in her arm, she's getting saline solution put in her arm. She's not getting the real shot. Come on. Let's be serious about this. Right. All three companies are using the mRNA. Yeah. Which they, they don't need that. You know, I mean, that they, they don't need that. You guys need to look at that. But I know, Karen, you know what you're talking about, because you and I do the same research. Well, they don't need that as a catalyst. That that is that is uncalled for. Many doctors have called for that. They, that why are they using the mRNA? Right. So there's another reason for that, because that rewrites your genome. Right. Emergency vaccine is the reason this is Karen going on. Emergency vaccine is the reason that they uh, are not liable for it all. That's right, because they enacted the law that says because it's an emergency vaccine in a time of war, because we've declared war, quotes in the air, on this, va on this uh, COVID flu bug, which they're calling a disease, but the name of it is COVID, you know, flu, right? COVID-19 flu, 
right? And that's what they, so so they're saying that the COVID nineteen that's what they're pulling pulling teeth that it gives you COVID nineteen that the the flu gives you COVID nineteen and that's a disease. Well, in a sense, it is because it's AIDS. I mean, it's autoimmune deficiency, right? But they don't want to say that because they had you scared for the last forty years that that was what um, what you got if you were you know gay or or using needles and somebody had that in that gay community and they were all carrying that disease that will kill you, right? HIV. So uh, not even, this is Karen, Karen continuing what Karen said, not even when people were dying, these companies are making billions, yeah, with a B, b b b billions, and, and it's going to be in the trillions. Uh, Karen, think about, it. they're selling this vaccine to the entire planet. It's, it's, it's trillions. I did the math, and it's going to be somewhere around 128 to 130 trillion dollars. Now, that's not per company. That's about total what they're going to get if they sell it to the whole planet. Right. So if they get the whole planet vaccinated, they stand to gain a portion, whatever their whatever their cut is for each company of about one hundred and thirty trillion dollars. Right. Now, the gross the gross domestic product of the United States of America, which is the highest grossing product on the planet, is one point two five. We're pushing one point four trillion dollars a year. They're going they stand to make in a year. One hundred and twenty eight trillion U.S. dollars. Okay, so right now billions uh, for this, you know, pandemic. She has, she said. Uh, so you're absolutely right, Karen. Uh, and I mean, it's the truth. Uh, you know, so why are they using the mRNA, right? Why are they using that? They don't need to use that, but they are because there's something there. And I don't know what it is. I'm not getting the shot. I haven't gotten the shot. My sister got the shot. My brother got the shot. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen if anything's going to happen, right? Just me talking about this is going to get this flagged. Speaking of which. Reese, who I don't see here in the crowd, um, Reese is usually here. He's over in Australia, and he sent me. Um, I have it on my phone. I didn't transfer it. I can, you know what? I can go over here. Hold on, let me because I am over here. Uh, let me find his thing here, and I can actually put it up on the screen for you guys to see. Reese Pope. Uh, he he so talked to me just before. He's the reason why I decided to go live today. I wasn't going to. I'm just listening to all the stuff that's that's going on, uh, you know, in down there and the you know around the world. Rush Limbaugh and everybody talking about Rush. Uh, okay, so hold on. Let me open this and then I will share my screen and um, and play this. Over in Australia, they're changing the laws. They're already starting to do this. Facebook is compartmentalizing news by country. Right. Listen to watch this, guys. I'm gonna put this up on the screen. And for those of you <clears throat> who are on the MP3 uh, file, I think this is the one. Let me see. Am I the wrong? Ah, it's the wrong one. I apologize. I didn't know that was still open. That was from when I was trying to get back on uh, the internet. So let me share my screen. Go back over here. Uh, where is it? Oh, I guess it's this right here. And yes, but okay, so it's on the side there. So no, that's not, that's the, that's just the us. Hold on. My bad, guys. I don't know where it went, but it's, let me stop sharing. I opened it. Let me see where it is. It's on the Facebook track. Why am I not able to see it? Hold on. I may just have to read it to you. Okay. Technical difficulties. Wasn't planning to show this today live, but it did come up. Here we go. Let me see. We see the application window, not what it is. Entries, not where it is. So it must be this right here. Let me see what this shows. Yes. Okay. So in Australia, you get this message. For those of you who uh, who can't see it, 
Let me pull it up on the screen fully, and then I will read it to you so that those of you who are on the MP3 broadcast, you'll know what it says. He took a screenshot, and it says, the way you share news is changing in response to the Australian government legislation. So the government in Australia, okay, Facebook restricts, restricts the posting of news links and all posts from news pages in Australia globally. The posting and sharing of news links from Australian publications is restricted. So the government in Australia has decided. Sorry, I closed that window. So now it's sharing that window. Let me stop sharing. The government in Australia has decided, like the Chinese communist uh, uh, government and the Russian Chinese and the North Korean Chinese, to lock out all access to news to and in and out of Australia. So their internet on Facebook will only be what's going on inside Australia, and they will not be able to read the news from outside, nor will they be able to post news from inside to the outside world. I said to him, you people better get used to communism because you have just, your regime, your country, has just turned you into a socialistic uh, country. Kevin Cummings, welcome my friend, you haven't been here for a while. What's up, my brother? Okay, so yeah, so Australia's locking them down, dude. They're taking control of the internet. What's next? He asked me, I wonder if they'll let your, you know, Orion Rising news come through. I said, probably not. I'll have to email you. So Facebook, because Facebook does that, okay, they go, they're not, they're not uh, loyal to the ideology of America. They're loyal to the, to the currency of the realm. And as we know, the, that currency is the currency of the realm, and it always has been. That's why the Pirates of the Caribbean movies worked, because the truth is, even back then, going back in any time period, all the way back to zero, when Jesus was born, supposedly. Okay? So you come forward, and that's what that was about. Jesus got crucified over money and power, and him disrupting that. Right? So currency has always been the currency of the realm. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> so many, then Karen's saying, again, so many nursing homes have uh, vaccinated and, and, uh, and now death. Yeah, people are, people are dying, right? So they're not going to tell you the full numbers of that because they're trying to get it out to everybody, right? I'm glad that you're good, Kevin. I haven't seen you for a minute. I don't know where you've been. Not watching my show anyway, <laughs> right? Everybody share this out, right? Share this out, share this out, share this out. And feel free to ask questions. I am, you know, I'm live. For those of you who are paying attention live, you guys get to talk to me and I'll answer you. Okay, so we have Joe Biden claiming that there was, there was no vaccines in the refrigerator, yet he said there was, you know, a certain amount um, available today. Then he said, we're, well, we're going to ramp up to $600 million. Well, that was the plan back in December by those companies. I, I saw the announcement on, on news. So, you know, now... <clears throat> He's claiming that they didn't have any access to anybody or anything because Donald Trump was, and I, and I believe that they're probably right, stonewalling them and not letting a, a good transition of power go through. Okay? I believe that. I do. I would do it. I'd be a dick. Right? I mean, when George Jr. got into office, the Democrats went around and stole all the W's off of all the typewriters throughout the entire government building. Put them in one drawer in an office on the third floor or some shit. And they found them eventually. That's funny, right? Took all the W's off because W was going into office. That's funny. Uh, so, but, you know, you have other things that are going on. Like, uh, first of all, Joe Biden does not speak for more than 25 minutes ever. 
He takes only softball questions, and his wife is leading him around like she's his nurse. And oh, let me let me report the way they report on the news. Sources near the president say Camelto Harris is taking all the phone calls to dignitaries without Joe Biden even being on them. So Cam- Kamala Harris is effectively the president of the United States right now. Why is that if there's nothing wrong with Joe? You guys might be wanting to ask that question. If Joe Biden is fine, why is Kamala Harris doing all the work and he's not privy to the phone calls? And she is openly a Marxist, openly. And when she was here in California, she used her power to go after people all the time. Meanwhile, being hypocritical, as she was when she was a prosecutor, prosecuting people for smoking marijuana and possession of marijuana, while she was freaking getting off of work and getting high, joking about it, laughing about it. Okay? That's that's not me trying to discredit her. That's just me reporting on what what I know. I live in California, lived here for most of my life, except for the the uh, uh, you know the five years that I left and moved to Arizona, which was four years ago, almost five years ago now. It'd be five years ago this October that I came back, and hopefully in this October I'll be leaving <laughs> this state, right? But not before I help them recall this this governor who needs to be recalled, and and uh, Cuomo needs to step down as well. He needs to be recalled, and he needs to step down out there. Okay. So what, what is Kevin saying here? She says, um, or he says, sorry, I didn't mean to say she. I looked up, so Julie was talking as well in the chat there. Um, or he says, let me put it up on the screen for you, and I'll read it to you guys that are on the MP3 podcast. They're letting money and the need for power destroy this planet. Absolutely, you're absolutely right on both sides, bro. They're all cabal. Uh, probably like all the other uh, planets we've wrecked, right? Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, when you, the truth is, Kevin, that if you're in a 3D reality like we are, you're going to have good and evil people, and evil people are always narcissistic, so they always want power, right? That's the problem with our planet is that everybody's, you know, the narcissistic people are going to try and take power, and they're going to try, that's what they want is power. There's one kind, of, there's two kinds of people. One kind is they want power, and the other kind is, just fuck, leave me alone, man. I just want to help people. That's the truth of it. You're either in service to others or in service to self. If you're self-serving, you want to control everyone else. That's why the Democrats want to control everyone else. I'm not saying the Republicans don't, because what you have is the majority right now. I can't say the majority. I would say that literally the the Republican and the Democratic Party are split there. And I said this last time on my show the other day, and they're split into three parties each. Okay, on the Democratic side, you have those ultra left um, communists, openly Marxist. They're the ones that are in control right now. Then you have the the uh, moderates. And, you know, in the, or I should say, then you have the, the moderate left, right? And then you have the moderate right. And, that, and so the moderate right is really down the center on the fences. The moderate left is a little bit off the fence. There is no Democrats past, uh, past moderate ground, okay? They're actually considered, you know, Barack Obama, who was moderately left, is now considered a Republican by the alt-left. He's considered right. And he was pretty moderate. He was just, he was left of moderate. He was kind of fascist, right? He was kind of socialistic, and he was moving towards global socialism. So he was, but they, his position now is considered a Republican position. Now, the Republicans on the other side, they're split into three groups, too. You have the, the, the forever swamp, and, the, and there's you know, that group on the left, uh, you know, on the, on the uh, Democratic side is the liberal left that's leaning a little towards the socialistic side. That's the forever 
mob on their side, forever government, forever uh, swamp. And those people don't care. They're, all they're there for is to stay there forever, to feed the machine, because the machine is the, the important thing, not the elected officials. Then you have that group on the, on the Republican side. Right? Look at Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell and his little cronies there, the forever swamp. They went along with Trump because they made a lot of money off of it. Because you can't make money for the American citizen without making money for the rich people first. That's how trickle-down economics works. That's how all economics works. Okay, so the idea that we're going to tax the rich and, and, and somehow the poor are not going to have anything, have that happen to them. We're going to give you a raise and magically no one's going to raise the prices of everything is a pipe dream. In fact, I, that's a nightmare. It's a nightmare businessly and it's, and it's not, it just will not happen. <clears throat> It'll just cause more jobs, right? So um, now, yeah, let's go that way, Karen. Karen has got a good point. Let's go this way. Let's, let's bring in the Chinese connection, right? Let's do that because we can't continue. Wait, let me finish with the Republican side. Then we'll then we'll get the Chinese connection in there because you, you that's good. Let's do that. Okay, so on the Republican side, you have those moderate Republicans. Those are the ones that the Republicans like to call rhinos, Republican in name only, like John McCain. I liked John McCain. I lived in Arizona. John McCain was a great man. Was he a liberal Republican? Absolutely. Right? He was. He was. He was. But you know. I, he was more of a moderate. He was down the center and he was willing to work with people, but he was still slightly conservative. I would count myself probably in, in that camp. I am not an ultra, uh, you know, ultra right leaning or ultra left leaning uh, by any means. I hate them both and they both hate me. I'm more of a moderate. I'm right where most Americans are kind of down the center. There's like live and let live. I don't care about the whole sexual orientation thing. Who cares? Let them do what they're going to do, you know, but you got to look at other things like, do we really want men who are physically a man but you know but genetically a woman competing against women in olympic sports or for money you know they they have a male body it's it, you know they they have a male body so they have they're stronger they have the denser muscle mass and stuff like that so we have to really balance that i think we should have like we do with the special olympics i think what we should have, you know do first is have a trans uh, olympics and allow them to compete against each other uh you know what i mean because because there's, there's, you know, there, unfortunately, the, the, the body type is different. And it doesn't matter who's in it. You see what I'm saying? So I think that should be something we need to look at and try to discuss and find out. Because otherwise, we're going to ruin women's sports forever. And you're just going to have, uh, you know, you know, you know bi men or gay men or transgender men dominating uh, the female sports. And women will not want to do anything anymore because they, look, we're competing against gay men. You know what I mean? So... I mean, I, I don't know what's, where that's going to go, but I think that, you know, uh, the rest of it, you know, this is that, that, that part of me that's more left-leaning. Look, shut the fuck up. Leave them alone. If they're bi, if they're gay, who cares, man? If they want to transgender, let them freaking do it. Get out of Just, you know what? Leave, leave people alone. They can live their own life and make their own decisions. But don't, don't encourage it when they're not even old enough to make the decisions for themselves. You know, when they're in the first or second or third grade. Come on, they don't know what's going on. That's that time where you experiment to discover who you are. You know what I mean? You don't you don't need to be telling everybody there, well, you're actually gay. You just don't know it. Because all gay people say that. All my gay friends tell me that all the time. You're gay, you just don't know it. No, I'm not gay. I don't I would consider myself maybe loosely bi, but I'm not gay, man. I don't like just men, right? I think some men are fucking hot. I look at them and go, fuck, why can't I look like that? That guy's a dick. He probably has one this hung like a jury. Damn it. You know what I mean? But I will, I like women. Okay, so I mean, people go, oh, no, 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 I like women. All right. But do I have I looked at a man and went, oh, look at that body. Yeah. Doesn't mean I want to marry him and try to impregnate him. Right. I mean, come on, let's be serious. So 
I think that people should just leave people alone. Let them let nature figure out what nature's going to figure out. We don't need to be stereotyping that shit, male or female at all. Okay, people are going to be people. We need to let that. So that part of my ideology is is that way. So then you have your getting back to the Republicans. So then you have your moderate Republicans. Then you have your you know and your forever swamp Republicans. Then you have your Republic Republicans. Right now, this is not a even the Republic Republicans are 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 in these three places as well. So um, those that's not a fourth category because I'm a Republic Republican. I believe in the Republic of the United States of America. A Lincoln Republican. He was an abolitionist. Uh, you know, he wanted to abolish slavery. That's why they shot him over it. That's why the Civil War happened was was because the the uh, they didn't like the North telling them what to do, and the North was t- dictating to them. And and all new states that join the Union cannot have slavery. And they were like, "That's it. You know, this is we're going to go to war." And and so they did. I mean, that, that, let's be you know call a spade a spade. It is what it is. That's what that whole thing was about. Let's be serious. It was about the the North being aristocrats and treating the South like they were their slaves when they weren't, and then they were telling them and dictating, too bad, we make the rules and we don't want to have slavery anymore. And they continued to want to have slavery until they lost. And then it had to go away. But then it didn't really go away. It just went underground. And the same people kept having slaves anyway, and they do to this day. Okay. That'll come out someday. All right. So then you have your way, you know, leaning uh, conservatives that are that are like Reagan and beyond beyond Reagan. Right. And some of those people are swamp and some are not. So they all fit on both sides. Who's the swamp and who's not? You know what I'm saying? But those are the categories they're splitting to right now. So in the in the Republican Party, you have the new Trump attitude, which is consumed everybody but the forever swamp people. Okay, and it's bringing more people that are that are not ultra left that are getting pushed away by the Democrats. It's, it's bringing those people kind of towards the center as well, because that ideology is more towards the center. Right. And they're both sides are trying to pretend that the, that the whole Trump thing is just an ism that's going to go away and everybody's going to go back to the status quo because that's what they want. The forever, forever swamp people want to go back to status quo, go back to sleep. Nothing to see here. These are not the droids you're looking for. Now, let's bring in what Karen brought up and I'll put it up on the screen and I'll read it for you. For those of you, this is the China connection. Right. So. Let me put this up here and we'll talk about that. Karen says, China is now infiltrating our schools. And I know China has the the AI hands on their school children, mapping out their brains. China now owns many of our food companies and properties. They have 80% of Walmart right now. Okay. They are here. And then she, I think she had to type after that. Oh no, they are here, period. Right. Uh, And you know, and Biden is China. Biden's in fall. You know, the, I don't know why this microphone's being the way it is. Today. I'll just hold on to it right here. I like it at a certain place and it won't reach that spot this second uh, and stay there by itself. So I'm just going to hold it there. Uh, so she, she go on, goes on to say Biden, you know, Biden is China and he's brought them right in. It's not just Biden. Right. And so, I mean, I did the whole show on who's got connections. I mean, OK, let's Eric Swalwell was sleeping with one. He hasn't admitted that, but I'm pretty sure she's the one that got him uh, in power. She's the one that got him in the position that he's in, right? And then she put a, a spy in his uh, cabinet until the FBI went to him and said, we're on to her and she's a Chinese communist spy. Weird thing. When he found out about it, she fled the country, which would suggest that Eric Swalwell warned her. Why would he feel that he needed to do that? Someone overheard or got the idea that the FBI was on to her and told her right after Eric Squalwell got the message. Now, we also have Diane Feinstein from out here in California, right? Her driver for like 10 years or 20 years or however long it was, 
was a Chinese communist spy. Okay. Not so we're not even just talking about the Bidens, right? We're talking about everybody else that's in bed with the Chinese, and there's many people. Okay. And there's many other things that, that went on. Now let's look, let's come forward to the Capitol, right? Let's come forward to the Capitol. Let's get off China for a second. And and all of those people. Well, let, wait, let's let's go down that road just a little bit longer. Because we have uh, you know, we have other people that have been endorsing, you know, you have Adam Schiff out from also from California. Adam Schiff got uh, all kinds of Chinese kickbacks and subsidiaries and money from Chinese, um, ow, hit my hand on the, on the keyboard, from uh, people lobbying for China. And then all of a sudden, for the last 15 years, he's been pushing China. Why? Because he's getting paid. So he's on the payroll. Do you understand? Right. And then you have uh, uh, who else is it? Uh, um, what's his name that ran for president? I can't think of his name right this second. I can see it. John Kerry. John Kerry. Right. He was the guy who went to China and to Iran and said, just hold on. Well, you know, hold on. We're going to get rid of Donald Trump and we'll take care of everything. OK, so he went to China and told the Chinese just chill for a minute. Right. Well, what else did he say? Because we know that the Chinese had something to do with the, the election and the and the craziness was going on there. And I can't say much more than that because I'll get kicked off the air if they're not already trying. OK, so you have all these people that are in bed with the Chinese, but they're claiming that they're not. Well, let, they're not. They're just politicians. OK, so let's come forward in time to the insurrection, this quote unquote insurrection that they went after Donald Trump and tried to impeach him over it and brought up articles of impeachment for this uh, for this whole shebang without doing any investigation. And then we come to find out that, wait a minute, Andrea Ocasio-Cortez, because she's so smart, blabs to the universe before she takes advice from smarter people than her. I was told 10 days before this thing happened that it was going to happen. Thank you, Sandy Cortez. That's how smart you are. You don't even know you outed, outed the plot by the Democratic Party to the world. Yes, you did, because you put everybody onto it. Wait a minute, what's this? And then the people behind the scenes said, oh, yeah, we found pipe bombs. And guess what, guys? They originally claimed that there was a pipe bomb in each house, the Senate and the and the Republican. In That's not where they were. They were outside the Capitol building. They found these pipe bombs outside the Capitol building. None of them were inside the Capitol building. But originally, they told you they were. They also said that that guy got clubbed to death with a with a, uh, um, a fire extinguisher and died. That police officer. Now they don't. They're not quite sure how he died. And the report is that he got sprayed with pepper spray twice in his face, and he was having complications from that, had an allergic reaction to that, went into anaphylactic shock and died. Not even there on the grounds. He went back to his office, called his boss, and said, I was sprayed twice with pepper spray, and I'm, I, I'm having a really bad time. So what happened was he went into anaphylactic shock, and he died. We don't have the report to, to verify that. So what I'm saying there is just what I heard from reports. Sources close to, okay, and now they found the pipe bombs more than three days ahead of time. This is verified. They also knew up to 14 days ahead of time that they were calling for a, a, a civil war on this day. And be prepared. So what did they do? They sent home more than 50% of the police force that's normally protecting the, the compound. They made sure that nobody knew about that and that they're, hold on, I guess he was calling the phone. It's just my brother. He can go to voicemail. He's calling to talk to me and my mom. Uh, and I'm on there, so I'm not going to talk to him. So 
my mom will probably pick up the phone and come in here and try to give it to me in a minute because she doesn't know I'm on the air if she answers it. Okay, so they knew about it ahead of time. They, and we know this. They were told ahead of time the Capitol, the, the, the sergeant of arms knew about it. Do you know who the sergeant of arms reports to? Nancy Pelosi. So he would have reported to Nancy Pelosi and said, what do you want to do? The Democratic Party did nothing with the information they had. They didn't even warn the president, anyone. But yet they didn't bring in the National Guard, which... Donald Trump did put on standby and told them to get ready to move in and then said, they're there whenever you want it and nobody asked for it. But now we find out from that police officer, the chief of the police for the Capitol building who stepped down, who, who fell on his sword, that he was requesting the National Guard, but nobody got that word out to the National Guard. Why? Because he was requesting up. And he was requesting up to the Democrats and they ignored it. And said, why didn't Donald Trump send the National Guard? He put them on standby and said, as soon as they call you, come go there. And when they no one called, he finally called the National Guard and said, go there. Why are you not there? No one's called us. Go there. Why did Donald Trump wait three hours to send the National Guard? Because he was waiting for people to ask for it. He wasn't doing that because he was waiting for them to, to have an insurrection. Why would he call the National Guard and say, you better be prepared. There's going to be an insurrection, but don't do anything. Just sit there until I call you back. That's not what, what he, they were told. Okay, so the police knew about it, and they downsized the, the force that they had to protect the Capitol building. Do you guys ever see or read the, the book, the, the Three Musketeers? Show of hands out there in the crowd. Three Musketeers. If you haven't, read it. Or the movies Once Upon a Time in China. If you haven't seen those, watch them. Okay, because what they decided to do was during a time when the king was having dignitaries over, the pope who was trying to overthrow the king hired a bunch of mercenaries and dressed them up like bums or peasants or, in our case, citizens. Or should we, should we say MAGA people, Trump supporters, and had them go and stage an insurrection? They went in and had an insurrection, and they sat back and went, oh, look, it's because of your ineptability to protect us. Now we have to step in and protect you, which is kind of what the Democrats did with the National Guard, isn't it? I'm just saying I don't have any facts, but as while it was happening, Everything in my spider sense in the back of my head said, this is a fake insurrection just like the movies, just like the book, The Three Musketeers. The perfect one is if you watch The Musketeer, the one that Zhen Zhen Vu uh, directed, and he's the one that also directed Once Upon a Time in China. He beautifully, he did, he's, a, he's one of those guys that does the wire uh, flying for the, for the fights. And he, he orchestrated this really, really elaborate fight scene at the end of the movie between D'Artagnan and, uh, and uh, uh, Rocheforth, the, the, uh, um, the uh, sheriff. And once upon a time in China, they had different names, but the fight scene was exactly the same with them in and around where all the uh, barrels of wine were, and they're climbing up and down ladders and flying around on the ladders and fighting each other. Uh, they, the, the, that entire fight scene he did in Once Upon a Time in China, and he did it again in the movie The Musketeer. Uh, and it was a beautiful, beautiful scene, uh, really well done. But in that movie, they they spell it out really because they D'Artagnan gets onto it. He's fighting one of the guys, and he's like, "You fight very well for a peasant." 
And the peasant looks at him and says, you fight very well for a waiter because he wasn't a waiter. He was a, well, you know, he's one of the musketeers undercover. And the other guy was a military personnel. He was another swashbuckler undercover. He wasn't just a peasant. The whole thing was staged. I believe that that whole thing, that insurrection was staged. They knew they either hired people themselves. It was either George Soros and Mike Bloomberg and all the money hiring Antifa people with Black Lives Matter to do that. Or they just encouraged them because the people who waded into the crowd who had, you know, how many people have you ever seen at a, at a Trump rally dressed with combat gear, a helmet, shield, hockey stick? They don't, they don't show up that way. Now, we also know that when they were gathering a few blocks away, these, these people who created the insurrection were never at the, the rally. They gathered and met at a specific place a couple of blocks away. I know this because it was reported to the Capitol Police and they didn't do anything about it. They let it go. So they knew it was coming. They understaffed on purpose, made sure that the barriers looked like barriers, but they weren't. When I saw it, it, it's, it, was, a, it was that barrier what they call snow barrier. It's just that plastic mesh that we tie onto poles that we put stakes in the ground and we put it on there with a with a, a zip tie. You can walk up to that and grab it and yank it really hard and it just breaks right off. And that's what I watched a guy do live on the news. And I went, wait a minute, that was the secondary barrier? So the barriers looked to the naked eye like they were really they were really stringent barriers, but the truth was. That was like, uh, you know, that was like Dr. Evil saying, no, I'm going to lock you in an easily escapable dungeon with one inept guard. I'm going to allow an insurrection to happen with an easily accessible uh, uh, a cabinet building with only a half of the inept guards that needs to, to take care of it, even though they were told ahead of time. So what we need to find out is what did Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party know? When did they know it? And why did they not do anything about it? That's the questions that need to be answered, boys and girls. Not what did Donald Trump do, but let's look into that too. I say we look into both. We see what Donald Trump knew when he knew it, and then we look at when Nancy Pelosi knew and when she knew it. And all of this was undone when Sandy Cortez said, I got the message 10 days ahead of time that this was going to happen. So if 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 Sandy Cortez is is popular enough that she gets the message ahead of time, I'm going to wager that the people that are actually in charge in the Democratic Party, we're going to get that information too. The FBI knew about it. The Department of Defense knew about it. The Justice Department knew about it. And the, and the people in charge of the Capitol Police Department and Capitol Building knew about it. Minimum, minimum of three days earlier, and a possibility is 14 days prior to this insurrection that Donald Trump supposedly incited down the street a half hour ago. That's out there on the news. You can look that up. I'm not making any of it up. I'll probably get kicked off the internet for it and they'll delete me from everywhere they can delete me from. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, fuck them. I'm fighting that bullshit because it's true. I'm not reporting conspiracy theories. I'm reporting actual fact reported on air on different news agencies. Okay, so 1,700 people in America have died from the vaccine so far, according to Kevin Cummings right here. Um, I, I don't know what the number is. I, you know, Kevin, if he's claiming that, he's usually pretty accurate. 
Kevin doesn't say anything that he doesn't vet. So if he says 1,700 people, that's the, the close number. I mean, even Karen says, you know, Kevin, oh, my God, right? So, right, there's a good question. Karen has a good question. Do you, do you know that if it's okay to be around somebody who's had the, the shot? Um, I've been around my sister and my brother, and they haven't tried to kill me yet, but who knows when they turn the machines on if there is nanites in there, right? <laughs> Kevin says, with these new variants, it's not going to, you know, isn't it funny? Let me finish what Kevin said. With these new variants, it's not going to be uh, uh, any use, I think, Karen. So isn't it, isn't it hilarious? Now, think about this, guys. Here's another question. Thank you for bringing that up, Kevin, and thank you for Karen putting him down that road. We didn't have a variant until we had a vaccine. Isn't that weird? I kept saying, where's the variants? Because these things always mutate. And they were saying in the beginning, well, this thing hasn't mutated, which is really odd. Because normally, if it's not, you know, manufactured, it mutates on its own because it wants to live. And then they said, well, it has mutated. And they know any flu bug. And here's the weird thing. This is the first flu bug in history. Look it up, quote, unquote. First flu bug disease in history that has mutated up. In the beginning, they talked about how it's mutating down. It's less, less lethal, and, and it doesn't, doesn't spread as, as quickly, right? Then when the vaccines started coming around, all of a sudden they had a variant that was, that was slightly more lethal, but it was super more contagious. That's not how it works. It doesn't, no, they don't ever do that. They start to degrade down because they're surviving the antibodies and the antigens. So this new variant is a new variant, okay? It's not something that, that metamorphosed from the coronavirus that was currently on the planet. And now they're finding new ones that are popping up, one in South Africa, one in Europe, one over there, one over here. All of a sudden, there's new strains, brand new, popping up all over the planet. And we don't know if this vaccine's going to work, so we need to keep locked down, and we, you need to wear three masks now. You need to start reporting your friends and see, we can't have kids go back to school. This is not going to end until the people decide that it's over and they stop listening to these lying people. Okay. It's not going to end. They don't plan for it to end. Have you noticed? Here's something that I've noticed that's happened. I keep looking for it too. When before the vaccine hit, when Donald Trump was still the president on every news station, 24 hours a day, they had the total number of cases, the total number of deaths, the total new numbers of cases today and the total new numbers of deaths yesterday on the screen 24 seven. And then they convinced everybody that the only way we're going to reach herd immunity is through a vaccine. That's not true. That's not ever been true. Oh, wait, that's right. It's not a flu. It's now a disease. It's something that will kill you if you don't get the vaccine. No, 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 it's not. It only kills 1% of the population. But they wouldn't tell you that. And I kept calling for, see, I'm an educated man. I'm also a chemist. I went to school to be certified as a chemist. I was certified in the state of California for 10 years straight as a chemist. That just ran out five years ago because I did not go back and get retested to get recertified. Every single vaccine on the face of the earth since the very first vaccine 
has a percentage of false positive and false negative testings. What's that number for the vaccines that we have now? What's that number for the tests to find out if you're, if you test positive or negative? What is that number? Oh, that's right. They're not telling you that. And quickly, they stopped telling you how many people survived it without a vaccine. Didn't they? So that you forgot about people who got it and got over it on their own. Because they wanted to tell you that you all have to get the vaccine. And now they're already starting to come, to come up with IDs that you're going to have to get that proves you got the vaccine all over the world. Otherwise, you can't do anything. And Reese told me that they also started cutting back the money that the government was giving. And so not only did they are they locking out the Internet so that the people inside of Australia don't get to know what's going on on the planet and the people on the planet don't get to know what's going on inside Australia. Why is that? Because if the people in Australia get rid of the vaccine and they're all doing fine, they don't want that information getting out to the world. But it's also a lot easier for you to for them to tell you anything they want that you can't corroborate in the world. Russia has been blown up. They got into a war with India and they've been nuked and there's 100 million dead. Keep your vaccines running and keep your things on your face and stay home. You might get rained on by a nuclear crowd now or cloud now. They have no way of verifying that. Do you understand how dangerous that is? Have they done that to the United States and we don't know about it? Are they already doing that? Yeah. Anytime that you talk about something they don't agree with, they delete you. They haven't come out and said, we're not allowing you to get any information from anywhere on the planet, but when was the last time you got some? And if you get it and you do something with it, guess what? You get deleted. So they're not coming right out and saying we've taken control of the Internet and we're not allowing anything to come and go outside the United States. They're giving us the same fake freedom that they that you think you have now. They're letting you believe the Internet is still free, but anybody who's a big fish gets deleted. And everyone has a everyone becomes the big fish eventually. Eventually, if they keep doing what they're doing and, and you all out there in the world don't do anything about it, you won't hear my voice anymore. And, but all the bigger people before me will go until I become the biggest problem, and then they'll delete me. Okay? That's what's happening, people. If you don't, if you allow it, they'll come for you eventually, too. Because it, it never stops. It doesn't stop until they have total control over the population. And this is what's going on. This is your Chinese connection that's already going on over here. I played you the tapes where they bragged about it. Go back in my archives until they delete them. And I'm already I'm already up on other networks now because of that. I'm on Rumble. I'm on BitChute. I'm already on. Uh, I was on um, Parlor until they took that down. But I hear Parlor's making a comeback. They were just talking the other day. They'll be back on the air at some point. And I think they are up now in a small way. I'm going to look into that. I, I I heard it, but I didn't check on them. Um, so they're hoping to get Apple to let them back into the Apple Store. So if they're already at that point, that means they're up. But I just haven't checked on them. So I'll do that, and if they all report on that on Friday when I do my show at the beginning of, of The Love One. 
Okay, so I'm already on uh, on on there on Rumble on BitChute. Those are for the MP4 file. Uh, on my MP3, that's everywhere on the planet. If they delete me from <coughs> Apple, I've now surpassed um, Apple Podcast uh, or Apple Play uh, on all other genres. Uh, as my uh, you know, Apple used to be where primarily everyone listened to my MP3 file uh, uh, version of the show. Uh, no longer they're they're now the bottom third. Uh, so everybody else is listening to me on other networks now. So thank you guys out there on the MP3 file uh, version of the podcast. You guys are going to end up where I'm going to be because um, the market is shifting to that. People are getting away from Facebook. They're getting away from YouTube. And you guys are starting to listen to podcasts on your stuff and not going to those big genres. So thank you for, for doing that. Uh, because that's probably where you're going to be able to hear me from. So just you might at some point just start looking for me on an MP3 file uh, version of the show because those of you who watch the MP4 files, because you may not get to see those unless like BitChute and um, Rumble don't get taken down. They're their own entities. So, right. So Kevin says they're probably spr spraying lithium into us. Well, I hear that they're, uh, uh, that you know, that I've been told nanites. I've been told from people in FEMA I played, I, you know, if you go back in my archives, I'm talking about they're not they're not deleted yet. Uh, two FEMA whistleblowers and a CIA whistleblower and a FBI whistleblower have all said that they were trying to get nanites in us through to change our technology so they can link us up just like a computer to the Internet so they can just take control of your brain and start putting thoughts into your head. That sounds a little sci-fi to me, but um, I've, I've heard worse. <laughs> right? I think Karen has even talked about that before. Uh, so. Yeah, we'll see what's going to go on there, guys. Okay, so we have the Chinese connection. Then we have the fracturing of all the parties now, which is not good because if you don't unify, if you don't unify one of them, then you know the the other parties are going to win. So the more the Republicans stay uh, fractured, the more the Democrats are going to be in power, and vice versa. So the infighting is good because it shakes up the nest and it makes for people to think and pay attention to what's going on, right? So so that's a good thing. Um, so Karen says, I see the, I see reddish clouds all the time. Lithium, um, filled with, with nanoparticles, um, made by uh, Hitachi. Well, see, there you go. Uh, that's, that's very possible. Uh, we have technologies like that When You know, when I saw that group who said they were the ones who landed the fly on, on, um, uh, the vice president's head and showed that they had a freaking drone that looked like a fly. And they showed the one that Barack Obama killed and said that was there. They were trying to screw with him, too, that they're paid money to do these things to make them look stupid by putting a fly on their head or on their face. And they had one on, you know, so I saw that where they were claiming it, his company. Right. So if they can make a my point is if they can make a drone literally that looks like a fly on the wall, I'd like to be a fly on that wall. And they can do that now. If they can do that, I'm, I'm not put, I'm not saying they can't have nanotechnology that can get into your brain and we rewire your brain, right? Yeah. So, you know, Kevin says, you know, he says, yeah, you know, yeah. Neuralink, Elon Musk, he's a good manipulator, right? So, right. I mean, you know, brain chip, like Karen said, brain chip, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, Sherry said, Sherry says, I can't share this uh, public. I can't share this in the public, Leo, but Kevin did. Hmm. See, there you go, right? So for some reason, you couldn't share it. But Kevin, thank you for sharing it. You were able to get it out there. Uh, so that means Kevin's not being monitored right this second, maybe. That's maybe why, because he's been off the algorithm for a minute. He's been quiet. He hasn't been, he hasn't been chattery, chatty Cathy saying things like we do. 
<clears throat> so yeah, right. I was trying to take a screenshot of that thing that that Reese was sending me that showed the Australian, um, you know, over in Australia, what they said on Facebook about Australian legislature. I couldn't take a screenshot of that on my phone to save my life. I had to change the setting on my phone, close the app, reopen the app a different way because I actually just opened it from the pop-up bubble. I had to close that, go into the app, open the app, pop it back up on the screen. And even then I had to do it twice before I could take a screenshot of it. Right. So that was weird that I, I was just trying to take a screenshot of that thing that I showed you and I couldn't take a screenshot of it. Right. That's bizarre. So that's why I didn't, you know, I was on my phone. I was going to send it to myself, but I just opened up a window over here and, and, and pulled it up. But then I was having problems finding it. Remember I kept, oh, where is it? Well, I have it open. Then finally I, I went over and went to the applications and said, open up the Facebook. Uh, it's in there. And that's where I had it open. And that's how I got it. So even trying to show it to you guys was a little wonky. I don't know what's going on there. Right. Right. Yeah. I wonder if these, this is good, Karen. I wonder if these same drones have a brain uh, with it made in China stamped on it. Right. Now we know they're doing that too. Let's go down that road. The Chinese are, are like Karen mentioned this earlier. They're buying up portions of these big tech companies. So they're, so they're partial owners and silent partners with many of these big tech corporations. And then you have, uh, you know, like Zoom. I was told I'm, I'm getting rid of Zoom. I was, I'm paying Zoom money and Zoom has gotten huge because of this lockdown. Well, I was told that Zoom is working with the Chinese government and they're giving them access to everything that everybody talks to on Zoom. And they're even taking down some people's platforms or stopping the conversations that the Chinese government don't approve of. So I'm firing Zoom. That's why I'm on StreamYard right now. Okay, these young kids, so far as I know, haven't been bought out yet. They're young. Mike Zuckerberg wasn't bought out until he was bought out, right? Right, most people already Neuralink. That's a very good possibility. Sherry says, let me put that up on the screen for those of you who have the MP4 broadcast that you're looking at. Most people are already Neuralinked. In some way, we are. I mean, if you think about it, like I'm sitting here right now, and you know, right here next to me is my cell phone plus this computer and two laptops. Right. So if I'm not geosynchronized up to a satellite, I probably have my own fucking satellite right now. Right. With everything pinging around me, you know, I, I keep everything separate now because before I used to have one laptop here, one laptop over on the other side of the desk, plus my computer here and my phone. And I have a Geiger counter and I moved it like right now I'm sitting. This is one of the reasons why I have the microphone. I'm pulling it as back as far as I can go without. I'll just take it out of here and hold it up. Hold, please. Here, that's better. I'll just hold it up. So I actually, I have it wandered around that and I have to pull it over here. So I actually took my Geiger counter because I'm sitting back a ways from, you know, from the camera. Look, I got my arm all the way extended, right? And I have a six foot wingspan. So that's more than three feet ahead of me, in front of me to the camera. I'm not even touching the camera yet. I'm still three inches or four inches away from it. So I took my Geiger counter and got in here in the middle by my desk. And, and it, the, the radiation was too high for a human to consume. And I put like my drinks down there. <laughs> so it was radioactive drink that I'm drinking. So now I keep two laptops out in the dining room table and I use my cell phone as a secondary um, a monitor. And I just have one computer and my cell phone. And I, and I never put my cell phone up to my ear. If you call me, you're on speaker. And I'll, and I'll tell you that if you need me to, I answer the phone with be advised. This is an unsecure line. 
and I will speak to you. I'm, I do not, I will not put it up. So I don't answer you on the phone in public. And if I do, it's on the speaker. So I'm that guy that answers the phone. You know, I won't answer usually if I'm out in public. Then you call me. I'll just let the phone go to voicemail and I'll call you when I get into the vehicle or wherever I'm at. And then it's not going to be up to my head because I don't want it up to my head. And I, and I don't keep it in my pocket and it's hardly at all. It's still near my body because I put it in my satchel. So the truth is it's still only about eight inches uh, surrounded by a, a, a burlap bag or not bur burlap. It's actually canvas, right? Um, uh, bag. So, you know, I don't know what kind of protection I get. You know, I don't know if that would act as a good Faraday cage or not. So I still probably get some radiation uh, on me, but it's still not as much as if I'm holding the damn phone right up to my skull. You know what I mean? I've never done that. I've always uh, had, when I, ever since I've had a cell phone, I've always hooked up a, a plug in and talked hands-free. I did that in the very beginning because I was a retail manager at the time. It was easier for me to be driving uh, to do all that. There's Reese. Reese just popped in. We we're talking about you, buddy. Uh, welcome. Uh, so yeah, Reese, I was, I showed that thing that you sent me that the uh, Facebook said about the news down there in Australia. And we're talking about that and what's going on down there in Australia earlier. Uh, so, and I was like, where's Reese? He's always here. <laughs> right. right. Wait until the, this, Sherry, the Sherry says, wait until the, the net's finished and that they say that they'll be, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be a, a guide. Well, you know, right. I mean, come on, you know, the, the, the idea of, having that kind of uh, link and stuff in your head uh, is appealing to some people. You know, when I was younger, because I am a writer, you guys know that I've written three books, but I've always written a bunch of sci-fi stuff too. I just never published it. My buddies and I all got together when we were like 18 years old, 17 or 18 years old. And we all wrote short stories just to amuse ourselves. Right. And my buddy, Mike, Mike Lavoff, if you're out there, brother, um, he, he wrote this really, really cool uh, scenario. And I think my buddy Paul did too. They they liked the future and future tech, and I think it was Paul that, that I'm sorry I think I think I'm getting confused. It was either Mike or Paul. I'll have to ask Paul. I don't talk to Mike anymore, but just because he's got a family and we kind of wanted to do our own thing. But Paul and I have been friends uh, the whole time. Uh, we've been friends since we we're like 17 years old. And one of the stories that was written where he had all of us as older guys, and it was set in the future. And by then we had all this tech like Johnny Mnemonic, but the movie hadn't come out about Johnny Mnemonic yet either, which was weird because it wasn't too long after that. A couple of years after he wrote the story, Johnny Mnemonic popped up and, uh, you know, and, and uh, he had like a computer in his head. Right. And then you had, of course, a matrix where he played Keanu Reeves played, uh, you know, in that too. And he was able to upload whatever into his brain because he was all, you know, in the internet and he was in the, in the, in the machine, um, in the matrix. So, but we, you know, they he wrote in one of his stories that we all had enhancements, that enhancements physically, like the government does to the super soldiers, and people would get all these enhancements. And my character didn't have many enhancements. My, I had all this old analog tech that I used, and so I had like armor on from like military and the police and tactical, and all the weapons that I used were older weapons that we have now no laser guns and stuff like that, because I knew that all of that could be hacked. So my character in the book was old school. He was old school Sergeant Rock, and he had everything analog and would throw grenades at you and shoot grenade launcher shit at you and made his own bullets in the whole nines because he knew that everything, but he also carried a backpack that was one of those that at the time was a dream backpack, but they used it in Johnny Mnemonic and one of the other ones where you could actually plug your backpack into stuff. They have that now. They didn't have that back then, though. 
Uh, funny how technology and sci-fi movies becomes reality 20 or 30 years later. Right. It, so we, but I did have a backpack that was a computer and I could run cell phones and plug shit in. And it, just like the military has where you can link up to satellites, they have these backpacks now in the military, they can do all that. But back then we're talking, you know, I'm, I'm 53 and we're talking when I was 18. So this was pre all that technology. They didn't even have, they didn't even have the, the, the uh, satellites up yet to do any of that. Right. That was just around the time when they had the uh, satellite television. So there were satellites up there broadcasting and people were pirating those and getting them for free. That's how far back this is. So it's weird because it's kind of getting to that point, right? Um, we didn't publish any of this. We all read them and they were fun. Um, but we had all this technology that um, my, two of my buddies, Scott, who is not at the time, but he is now, works. For, they work for hospitals. Mike did at the time. And they were in, in mittens in the emergency room, right? So, I mean, that was in real life. So in the book, he had put them in that same scenario, but they had to have all kinds of enhancements so that they could fend people off because in the future, people were going to be shooting at ambulance people, firemen, police department, weird that that sounds like today. Uh, but, you know, that was in the far future in a scenario that that would never happen in America. And we're seeing it happen literally today which is also part of the communist manifesto to infiltrate and take over the United States of America and make it communist. I've read that on air. You can look it up. You can go to on a pale horse. I think it's called behold on a pale horse. I can't see it from here, but it's on my bookshelf. Uh, that was a CIA um, whistleblower. And he talked about that kind of stuff in there and including the new constitution to the United States, which has already been drawn up. And I have a copy of that in there that you can read in there. Okay, so you so you have the, all these enhancements, and now we're hearing that this stuff is kind of real, right? So we're thinking it up as sci-fi, and but it's a reality in, in some respects. And they do that. When 9-11 happened, the government got scared because they didn't know where the attacks were coming from, what was going to happen. They went out to all sci-fi writers. Michael Crichton was still alive at the time. They went out to all these military and, and, and writers that were sci-fi and got them together in a think tank and said, we want you to come up with every possible scenario you can imagine. If you were going to attack the United States of America, how would you do it? And that's what they did. They sat down and thought shit up. I was doing the same thing. I got, I was in a think tank at the same, but I wasn't working for the federal government. We might've been reporting to them. I'm not aware of that, but we were doing the same thing because you don't want to talk about it in public. Because if you say it in public, then people can do it. And I'm not going to even tell you some of the things we came up with because you could still do it, right? And it's not as difficult as you think. It's scary. It is scary. So I'm not going to say it out loud. There's many things that I keep back on purpose because of that. You know, I mean, Geraldo Rivera, who I, I really admire and I've always followed his career, the one time when he, you know, made a mistake I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Geraldo? And the military grabbed him and got him out of the theater and he was fired. And that was when he was in Iraq, when we were doing the whole, you know, went from Desert Shield to Desert Storm. And he says, well, I can't tell you where we are, but imagine if Baghdad is here. We're out here in the desert somewhere and this is what we're doing. And he was drawing up the freaking battle plans and the direction of where they were coming from. Anybody watching the news, which we know they were watching the news over there on the other side, because the news was stupid enough to tell when they were launching rockets, right? When they were doing that launching rockets into the cities, they did that with Jerusalem, 
when they were launching rockets and they would miss the targets, the people were telling them, well, this thing landed about five miles east of what we think their target is. I'm like, oh, so you're telling them to adjust their fire. What are you, an idiot? So, you know, people don't think that they're, they don't think, right? So Geraldo had a, had a, you know, either that or he was trying to warn someone, which if he was, I mean, that's treasonous. So I think he just had a, a brain fart and he was just trying to get the exclusive of we're out in the desert. We're going to, I'm with them and we're going to go kick their ass, you know? Uh, but, but he got taken out of the theater for it. Right. Um, just simple things get, have that happen. My buddy Paul was over there and he was a contractor. So he was an independent contractor. He worked with munitions and the rockets and, and that kind of stuff for the federal government made sure that they were all put together and, and ready to go to blow people up and kill people. And, and then they loaded them onto the planes and gave them to the personnel. But he was one of the people that did that. And uh, he was in town over there somewhere. And I'm not going to say where, but it was in, it was in Saudi. And um, he was in town and there was a bank of, of uh, pay phones. And they were, would all go, the Americans would go there and get on the pay phones and call back home and talk to their people. And there was a guy that was there who was a Saudi he started talking shit to the Americans and, and my buddy Paul said, look, dude, we're here by your, cause your country want your King wanted us here. We're here to help you to protect you. So he got into a conversation with this guy. It turned out that guy was Saudi secret service. Okay. And because it, he, they got into a, a, a confrontation and he had said something that he shouldn't have, you know, the, the, we're here to save your dumb asses because you're, your freaking King wanted us here. I don't want to be here. You know, something like that. I don't know what the exact verbiage was, but because of that, the Saudis wanted his head. So the American military grabbed my my buddy, you know, literally showed up with a chopper and said, grab your gear. You're on that chopper in five minutes. Pick up what you can. And then he said they were flying like less than 100 feet off the deck straight out into the desert. He thought they were going to kill him. He thought he was being taken out. They flew him to another undisclosed location with a different helicopter and God told him, get on that helicopter now. Run. They got him out of that theater. He was back home literally standing in his being picked up at the airport 20 miles from his house like eight hours later he said it literally sent him home got him out of the theater on a plane flew him uh, to a, a cargo plane flew that cargo plane to an airport in ireland he got on a, a commercial plane from ireland and flew from ireland to new york and then transferred to a plane and flew out to to california landed at the oakland airport with his with his bag in hand, still wearing the clothes he was wearing the day he was at the talking to the guy at the at the phone, and was home. Went back to work for the government here at the military base, but he was no longer in theater. <laughs> right? So little teeny things changed the course of what's happening. And Geraldo, getting back to him, did that, and he same thing was removed from the theater just to to for his own good. But I, I love Geraldo and I admire him. But sometimes when people do stupid things like that. You have to learn not to say certain things. So there's some things that I keep back. There's a lot of things about prophecy that I don't talk about. Like I've read the book, the real translation of Nostradamus's predictions. I know exactly what had what was warned was going to transpire. And I say that because in the very beginning, uh, Nostradamus said these predictions are not what his is to come, but what can, uh, what will be, if we don't change the future. This is what I see happening. So everybody says, you know, he's bunk because none of this stuff happens and no one knows about it until afterwards. No, no, no. No, I read it when I was 15 and I've checked off more than a hundred things waiting for them to happen, knowing exactly when and how they were going to happen. Even tried to warn people about it, but nobody would listen. I knew about the twin towers. 
while I was 15 years old, I knew of the Twin Towers. I knew about the space shuttle. Both of the space shuttles that crashed, I knew they were going to do that when I was 15 years old. Okay. Everything that has transpired until now, and including what's supposed to happen during the Third World War, and I won't talk about it because I know that the knowledge gets out there. The more people who know about a thing, the more that thing is probable. I don't want any of those events to happen to this planet. Because if that does happen, more than 25% of the entire population of this planet will be decimated. Okay. So I don't want that to happen. So I don't tell people about it. And then if it does happen, you know, then I'm a Johnny come late like anybody else. And I don't care that people go, you're just saying that because see, you know, there's another thing that happened after the fact the Bible code and the, and the, and the, you know, and, and Nostradamus, you guys don't know anything. That's okay. I'm all right that you think that I would rather you think that than to believe that there is a real translation out there. You can't get it. I've tried to get it since. Can't get it. It's been banned from this country. Can't find it on any internet search anywhere. Right. But I saw the book, had it in my hand, read it, let friends read it. Right. A buddy of mine read it and gave it to me and said, you need to read this. And since then, we keep tabs. When things happen, I call them up and go, did you see that? That's another check, isn't it? Yep, sure is. I knew about the crash of the uh, stealth fighter that happened here in California. I was 15 years old. I knew when it was going to crash where. I could have went there and took a picture of it as it was coming down. It made money off of it. I just happened to be filming out here in the desert. And I said, what's that? I looked up and there was a I could have got millions of dollars for it. Okay. But I don't talk about those things because they don't need to be out there because I don't want people knowing about it because if they, they know about it, then they try and make it. So you, you do that by proxy. That's why the, the 10 commandments were told the way they were and given to Moses. That's why Zachariah Stitchin uh, translated what he did the way he did, because the narrative is being pushed that we're slave labor race invented by aliens. And now that's a bullshit lie. We were not created by aliens, not at all. And we were not created as a slave labor race. We are free. We created ourselves, okay, because we're in charge of the narrative. We decided that we wanted to be human on this planet. I'm not from this planet. I don't know if I came from a planet where I was, in fact, human. I know that I was in the fourth density. So if I was in the fourth density uh, on this planet, then that means I was somewhat like we are now. That's how those people appear. They even call this place Earth. Okay. So I don't know that because I haven't gotten all those memories back, but the ones that I do have, I do know. So I was not, I did not come, I did not graduate on this planet. So I'm not from this planet indigenously. And that's why, like, you know, you guys were saying, Sharon said that, and Karen said that, and even, uh, you know, everybody that's on here right now <laughs> said that different times, right? So I should probably put some of these quotes up here. Let's put some of these quotes up here that you guys were talking about here. Karen says, everything that I read, I'll put it up on the screen for the MP4 file, but the MP3 file, I'll read it. She says, everything I read says that we will have a food a food war shortage soon. And guess who's been uh, buying all American food companies and properties? China. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Sherry says, they're completely um, retarded geniuses right? and chemically changed and a complete new species. I can't wait until JFK Jr. awakes from his, his stasis. Laugh out loud. You have to keep uh, uh, you have to keep up the humor. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I've heard. I don't know. I, you know, I've heard. I've seen the videos. I've seen the pictures. Um, I hear JFK Jr. is still alive, but I don't have any corroboration of that. Uh, it would be nice. Um, it would be nice, right? <laughs> so, uh, if he was, and, and you know, then then you know, because I, I know that 
a lot of stuff. Okay, just like I know, um, I've seen the proof about the election. I can't talk about it because they'll delete me. The guy who has the proof can't talk about it even on the air from the conservative news stations. Okay, and it looks bad. We have already discussed this with the you know with the Irish and with my brother and with all of us ministers. We can't. You can't do anything with it because right now the narrative has already been painted. That if that narrative is said, then it's a it's a coup, right? So that's why they are keeping the troops there, because if that narrative comes out, they have the troops there and they can say, see, 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 see the whole thing. Ah, oh, what we said, what we said, right? So that's not going to happen. <clears throat> but I, I had you know heard all that stuff of things that were going to happen, right? Oh yes, Matt, I I can. I was kind of brushing on that, wasn't I? Matt, Maddie says. Uh, can we talk about uh, wanderers, please, Leo? How do you know if you're if you are one? Well, first of all, if you found me and you're here right now asking that question, more than likely you are. <laughs> okay, because I am the beacon. I am a not the. I am a beacon for wanderers. You guys find me. The universe makes sure that somehow you either hear what I'm saying or you read something that I've posted and you end up on one of my shows, just like you are now. So if you're here and you're asking that question, you probably are. But I will describe it to you. Okay, because you could just be a a person who's awake. Yeah, Sherry is. Uh, most of the people that are in this crowd, Maddie, just so you know, I already know Karen, Sherry, you know, uh, Reese, uh, everybody, Kevin. Those people are all wanderers. That's why they listen to me because they're like, yeah, brother, speeching, you know, preaching to the choir. Okay, uh, so the regulars that are listening that listen into my podcast are they are and they know that they are, and some of them have didn't or, or may not have. Some of them already knew before I met them. And then went, wow, hey, you are too. Okay, so here's here's how you know. Let me explain what a wanderer is because there's some confusion between walk-ins and wanderers. Okay, there's some confusion as to what those are, and I've heard them. Some of the people out there are talking about walk-ins, and they're actually wanderers, not walk-ins. Okay, so let me start with what a walk-in is. A walk-in is what happened to um, Abraham Lincoln. A walk-in is the person who is occupying the avatar. The spirit, the soul that is occupying the avatar was not the original person who was occupying that avatar when it was born. Abraham Lincoln was born and his soul was a very old soul. He knew he had the ability and in his future he was destined to become the president of the United States. He knew that instinctively, but he was very tired and he didn't want to continue fighting. He'd been on this planet. He signed on for one of the 125 to 175,000 year stints. So he was a very old soul and he was very tired and he couldn't do it anymore. And he wasn't sure if he wanted to do it. So an, a different soul who was a wanderer who was going to come back through went to the Galactic Council and said, listen, he wants out of his contract. I can fulfill that contract. What if you let me go to him and ask him if he'll release his avatar and allow me to do that for him, and then we will allow him to go to the place of reflecting and the place of healing so that he can then decide what he wants to do in a future life if he wants to come back down here? The Galactic Council said agreed. So that soul went to the person who was occupying the, the body of Abraham Lincoln and said, here's the deal. We'll let you out if you let me do what you were going to do in your body and I will become you. And you will get the, the the fame for being that. And you'll go down in history the way you were supposed to. And he said, thank you. And that's a walk-in. That person occupied the avatar. He went to sleep. And when he went to sleep, 
they, he was pulled out of his body and the other one went in and then he just went to like, as if he died, he just went up to the, to the place of reflecting, met with his guides and started the healing process like you would when you die. And the body was still alive. The other soul entered it, became Abraham Lincoln, woke up in the morning and just continued with all of his memories. That's a walk-in. A wanderer is someone who is already past this stage of the third dimension, the third, the third density. You have already graduated from whatever planetary body you were on that you occupied. It could have been this earth. It could have been anywhere in any of the universes, okay? And you heard the call. When people get stuck, the people of this planet are stuck. And, and other planets around here have had the same thing happen, Mars and Moldek. Moldek is dead. It's blown up. It's the Kuiper Belt now. It's the asteroid belt that we go through every August, September, August. The people that were on there blew themselves up on Moldek with nuclear weapons. That freezes, it froze all of the souls. And it does damage to the immortal souls. So they were frozen for about 125,000. No, that was 75,000. Seven, no, it might have been, it was either 75 or 125,000 years. They were frozen. And then their souls realized they were frozen and they reached out to the universe for help, called out to their higher selves. So then what happens is the universe at that point couldn't send wanderers to help them. But what they did was they went and collected their souls and brought them to the place of healing so that they could then reflect on it and move back into bodies. And they ended up here on Earth. The people from Mars did the same thing and they all ended up here on Earth. So what we have here now is people that were from here that have grown up here that were something, a blade of grass or an animal or something, and graduated into knowing who they were. And then you have people from Moldek and people from Mars and people from other places who are wanderers. So a wanderer is someone who hears the call of a planet that's stuck, like the Earth is. The Earth is stuck. No one's graduating because the rich and elite um, thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago, if not millions of years ago, took control of the planet and the narrative, took control of the matrix and kept everybody at a status quo, just a fraction of an inch above barbarian in our minds. So because of that, we don't learn that we're in charge of the matrix. We don't wake up to that and remember it. So you just live and then you die and then you get recycled and you live and you die and you just keep doing that. And they're doing that on purpose to advance themselves and their breakaway society. So the souls here, after being going around and around and around and around, they realize they're in this loop. And you start realizing something's wrong and they called out for help. A wanderer is a person from a higher plane, usually the fourth and sometimes the fifth. And, and they hear this call, so they then decide to volunteer to descend and come back and be born in an avatar here with your brain wiped. Because you have to be mind wiped because of the laws that are set down in the universe because on, in the 3D reality is the first place that you have knowledge of being something. I think, therefore, I am. So it didn't work in history uh, way back when, when everyone knew that they were actually a part of the one true creator because they didn't have to worry. I'm the one true creator. I'm a piece of the one true creator. I'll get back there eventually. And no one really did anything to learn. So chaos was invented. That's evil people. And they had to have they had to have the chaos of the mind, so they mind wipe you when you get here. You don't know that you are part of the one, but you have this instinctive knowledge that you're free, that you might be part of the one. What is the one? And you're driven by that life to try and strive to find out, to answer questions. And then you have a boogeyman chasing you. The boogeyman chasing you is the narcissistic evil people who want power, and they'll do anything to people: torture, kill, murder, rape. Doesn't matter. They do it for fun. So a wanderer 
is a person who has volunteered and usually 99.99999% because there might be one soul in a billion are always good souls because they are in service to others because there's two kinds of souls, people who are in service to self and people who are in service to others, evil people and good people. Good people will sacrifice themselves for other people. So good people have volunteered to be mind-wiped and put in a situation where you may never wake up and realize who you are and what you're here to do. So you're sacrificing your soul's future and your identity until this problem is fixed, which may be a million, two million years. It could be overnight. And you're willing to do that. Evil people are not willing to give up their power and start over at all. So they will not come back as wanderers. So wanderers are people who heard the call. They volunteered to come here at their entire immortal soul's peril, be mind-wiped and not even know that they're on a mission here to do good. And then you come here, and just by you being here, whether you know it or not, if you're a good soul, you're making the vibration of this planet higher. So just by being here, you're helping. And then if you start to remember that, you you know what, I want to help people, and that's all I want to do. I'm driven. I feel like I need to help people. That's a person who's a wanderer. You're, you want to help. You want to make things better for yourself and for other people. And you're a positive person. You care about other people. And if you're not, and you don't care about other people, and you only care about yourself, you still serve people in a positive way. That's the weird paradox of it. You can be evil, but being evil just forces people to run away from you shows a bad example. So even evil people, whether they like it or not, are helping. And they don't want to admit that because they don't want to help people. They're narcissistic. But by them being that way, torturing, raping, killing, murdering, being dominating people, you know, uh, controlling people, that forces people to see that and have that happen to them. And that forces you to grow. So wanderers are people who are in service to others, primarily almost 100%. And that's what they believe. They believe that even when you, if you don't know who you are, you just know, I'm a good person. I like to be around good people and I like to do good things. Someone's choking you. Oh my God, what can we do to help? You know what I mean? There's a fire. Let me call 911. You're constantly thinking of other people. And those people are just good people. So there's people that are on this planet, they're all so good. The ratio is 80, 20, or probably 75, you know, 15. Good people to evil. So there's far more good people than there are evil. The problem that we have here, you know, is that the evil people own everything. They own the networks. They own the big business. They own the corporations. They own the governments because they seek power. So they put themselves in a position of power where some good people do to help defend. But they try to weed those people out as soon as they can. They try to get you out of there, get you discredited, make sure you can't do anything, kill you off if they have to. Okay. And they've been doing that for a long time, and they used to just kill every one of us that they found when they found us. Then they decided that they needed to try and turn us and get us under their wing and, and corrupt us. And that's when they try to recruit all of us to get us to do things. That's why if you watch the, the two documentaries, Packing for Mars and Above Majestic, you'll hear some of the same people on both documentaries talking about it, Eleanor Eisenhower for one who's the great-granddaughter of, of Dwight D. Eisenhower. She did a 20 and back. I, I think I did a 20 and back. And I didn't know anything about that until they started talking about it, and Corey Good talked about it, and how they came to get it from his school, and how all that worked. And that's when I went, well, oh, my God, I have those same memories. I did that. So I don't know if that's why, because I don't have memories of, of me going to military bases, although I lived next to a military base, literally. 
I could walk from my house to the military base. It would take me maybe half an hour up the street, mile away, was the military base. I grew up, the town was there because of the military base. That military base was the biggest naval weapon station on the Western Hemisphere of the, of the uh, world until the one down in, in San Diego and Miramar. Okay? Was the biggest, it was the Concord Naval Weapon Station. It's closed, but it's still there, of course. Right? That thing was open until I was in college. It was, it was uh, um, uh, what's that? Bill Clinton closed that military base. Most of the people I knew either worked on it, worked for it, or worked for the government, or had family members that did all of that. My, my current wife, her, her father was in the Navy, stationed at that military base. That's why he lived in the city that, that, that I grew up in. Okay, so that's what a wanderer is. And, you know, you even if you're just awake and, you know, some people wake up and it doesn't mean that you're a wanderer. You, but now you're, you know, you're not woke. You're not that fake woke. Love, love uh, uh, John McDonald's fake woke. Um, but you're awake. And that and that does happen. Not this bullshit, um, you know, PC wake wokeness, Hollywood wokeness. Those people aren't woke. Those people are not awake. That's why he made that song fake woke. Those people aren't really awake. They think they're awake. They're just politically awake. I'm woke. I'm so woke. You're not woke if you judge other people and you're erasing people and you're, you know what I mean? You're not awake. If you're burning down things and blowing things up, you're not awake. Awake people don't do that. Okay. Unless they're evil. Okay. So, okay. So, okay. Let's see what you're, you're, you see. Okay. So you're, you're actually, I'm going to put this up for people to see because you said it. Okay. I'm actually serving in the British army. So where does that stand me? Uh, I, I served in the Irish Republican Army, my friend, right? And the U.S. government tried to recruit me into the Air Force when I was 11 years old, okay? Um, you know, most of the time, we want to serve. So you you're, you joined the, the British military because you wanted to what? You wanted to serve your country. You wanted to serve your queen. That doesn't sound like somebody who's narcissistic. Are you evil? Do you, are you looking for power? Are you trying to control everybody and have a career and be the, the top dog in British intelligence? And you don't care who you kill along the way to get there. If that's not your ideology, you have all the earmarks of a person who is a good person who is in service to others. Otherwise, you wouldn't have joined the military. Okay? So you, so you did. You're trying to help people. Right? Right. See? So you joined to serve. 100%. He says, Matty says, 100%. I think, I'm, I'm assuming you're a guy. I see a picture of a man and a woman. I'm just assuming that Maddie is a man. I apologize if I'm talking to a woman named Maddie. I just realized that Maddie's asexual like Sean or, you know. A lot of other names. Uh, so, <laughs> right, because there's a, there's two people on there, and I just assumed you were the guy. I apologize for that. That may, may have been an assumption I shouldn't have assumed. 100%, right? Yeah, okay, you are the man in the in the picture. Okay, he said that, guys. I apologize. All of a sudden, I looked and went, wait, that could be the girl with the pink hair could be a Maddie. She could be in the military. I, you could do that in America, so I don't know if she could do it there. Okay, so 100%, right? Uh, so you, either way, you, you know, you're, I get, like I said, if you found me, then you're either ready to wake up or you're waking up or you are a wanderer, okay? I don't do this show because I'm trying to get a million clicks and trying to get sponsors and get rich. That's not why I do this show. That's why these people that are still here are here because they know that I'm not here. I'm not fake. I'm not a cookie cutter. I'm not talking about something that's going to get me um, a million likes. If I wanted that, I wouldn't be talking about anything that I talk about on any of my podcasts at all. 
I wouldn't be doing the law of one. I wouldn't be doing Orion Rising News. And you've looked back at the 400 videos that I posted in my lifetime on YouTube. I would have never spoke in any way that I did in any of those. Because none of those are going to get me rich. It's not why I'm doing it. Right? So so the, the reason I do this is, is literally for people like you to find me, to get my voice out to the world, to get the world to understand they can't kill us anymore because there's too many of us here now. They used to just kill off everybody on the planet and start a reset, and they tried it. They tried it in the 90s. They've tried it several times. They tried to kill me three times. I didn't think so when, I was, when it was happening to me. I thought it was just something that happened to me. And then I had other people outside of my, I've said this on my shows, Psychics say that you're under attack. One showed up in the emergency room while I was being put under, and I thought it was the gas. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. Why would I dream of her right now? And she's like, I'm here with other people. You're being attacked. They're trying to kill you. I brought people, and we're here in the in the operating room. They astrally projected to the operating room to protect me because they were trying to murder me. They had an assassin trying to kill me. I thought it was all a dream. I woke up, and she called me on the phone. How are you doing? I'm in the hospital. I had a weird dream. No, that was me. I was there in the emergency room. I was like, what? I even had her on the air to talk about it, right? To make sure that it wasn't still just a dream that I was still in recovery and thought she'd talk to me. You know what I mean? So, okay. Thank you. Thank you then. You've watched a lot of my stuff. Thank you. Uh, if you go back, it's really raw when I started, when I first started, I don't have anything posted from the other shows that I did because I, I've, I hosted um, for um, Omar and his watchers talk for a while. And I also did uh, a, a bunch of shows for uh, Neil uh, Gore from Portal to Ascension and a few other people where I hosted their shows. And I've done shows where I'm the guest. And none of those are on my uh, on my YouTube channels. I, I, don't, I think I put them up on the MP3 uh, podcast so you can hear when I've been interviewed by other people. Uh, but I don't have those on my channels. That's just all the stuff I've done on my channels. YouTube is all just Orion Rising and, and the videos that I did prior to that when I was uh, doing prepping videos. And then uh, same thing with Facebook. Facebook has gotten uh, my Orion Rising has all exclusively Orion Rising content. So, yeah, I, I love the, the law of one is really where I get people attracted. I get more people. Uh, he's, he's Maddie saying that he watched uh, he watched my law of one stuff, too. I get more hits on that than I do the Orion Rising news, uh, except inside the United States. I get a lot more hits and in the UK on the news. Uh, but worldwide, uh, you know, people want to hear about the law of one. And when I talk about spiritualism uh, and, you know, and stuff like that. So that's why this one kind of evolved into that, because that's kind of where I'm going with everything these days. You know, I, I, the politics, they're going after you for politics. They don't they don't they haven't gone after people for religious uh, uh, talk or, or, or uh, spiritual talk yet. Once they get rid of all the politicians and the, and the people talking about politics, then they'll start coming after the clergy. That's how it works. That's what they do. Um, so that's why the, you don't hear anybody talking about aliens too much either. You know, we, we thought two years ago we, we got together and, and decided that, you know, throwing the pushing aliens turns a lot of people off. And the only way we're going to get to people to wake up is to pull back from the alien agenda and, and go to the, the uh, agenda of, of, of spirituality and come at people from the spiritual standpoint because people are more respective of that and receptive of that. And so you start paying more attention. And if we get you questioning, the rest of it will come in time anyways. So you're going to find your way to the, you know, breakaway society and the reality that there is and that we've had space travel since, um, you know, 1938 or before uh, on that the humans have had space travel since 1936 to 38 and a breakaway society shortly thereafter. 
uh, bases underground, bases on the moon, slavery, the whole thing that they don't want you to know about with the whole pedophilia slavery thing is the thing they don't want to come out. That's why they still demonize it and say, you know, it's Q. You know, and on television, I noticed on American TV, uh, they're using Z. They don't say Q, but they use Z and, uh, as the same code when they're trying to talk about Q. I watched, I literally just watched, um, what was it? It was just something I watched. It was like Chicago, was it Chicago PD? No, it wasn't. So it was one of them, might have been 911. FBI, FBI, it was either FBI or FBI uh, most wanted. And it was FBI most wanted. They had a person who was Z, right? And then I watched uh, CSI and they had, uh, a, a, was it? No, 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 NCIS. And it was one of them. It was either Los Angeles or New Orleans or the other NCIS. And they had a Z character in there too that people were following who was this radical uh, conspiracy theorist person. Uh, so they're using the, the, the Z as uh, to to get into your head because uh, subconsciously you get the single letter Z, Q. So when, say Q, when they say Q and QAnon is crazy, you're watching television that's programming you to believe that Z is crazy. So Q is just the, it's just the, the Jedi mind trick. You know, they're already using a single letter for the person's name who is the crazy psychopath that is uh, doing crazy things and gets caught. And then when people on the news talk to you about Q, whether you'll understand it or not, through osmosis, your brain equates Q with the Z and the whole paradigm of the, of the uh, show that you watched and the moral value of what they were telling you. This is the programming that goes on all the time in front of your face that if you're not awake enough, you don't see it. It's esoteric. Once you start to wake up and question and ask questions, you start seeing these things. And then what happens is your vibration starts going up. You gain more knowledge. You see more of what's really going on. Then you either get angry. Most people get angry and we're trying. The reason why we're here now is that we're trying to pull you away from that anger spot before, before you hit it. We, I talked about that on air with Neil Gore from uh, Portal to Ascension, right? Yeah. Anon equals anonymous. Yes. Uh, this is Sher Sherry's putting that up there. Just in case you guys, I didn't go down the Q, Q anon, and I didn't tell you what that meant. Thank you, Sherry. So, yeah, so the anon in the Q anon means anonymous. Um, and anonymous was the people that they, they had to go back undercover because the, the governments, the British government and the American government, were going in and they were doing what they did in uh, uh, NCIS or CSI Cyber, which was the greatest of all the CSI uh, shows. Because it was true. It really happens. I have a buddy of mine who, back in the day, he and I were hackers. Back when we had a Commodore 64 and a dial-up computer before the internet, when I could dial right into your computer and hack into your computer. And he got caught, and the FBI recruited him, and he worked a whole career with the FBI, and that's what he did. So it was the same thing that you saw on that television show where when they caught hackers, they said, we won't put you in jail, but you have to come to work for us. They did that with the anonymous people. They caught them, and then they... And then they uh, uh, brought them in, and so they started turning on the other anonymous people. And that's why you saw them all just dump off the internet and disappear. It was the same thing with the IRA and how the IRA just disappeared again, right? When the, when the whole thing was signed, the treaty was signed, the IRA just disappeared. It wasn't because they all went to jail. It was because they all went back undercover, right? So it's the same thing with what the coalitions just did. We were all out in the forefront talking about everything that was going on with the election. As soon as the election went the way it went, you hear crickets. Not because we've all been stifled and we've all been shut up. We don't want to be. So we've all gone, got our heads back down and we're back behind the scenes in the dark state, in the deep state, you know, in the dark web and the deep web. And we're back to doing what we were doing there to set people up to get them busted. Right. 
So that's that's how all that stuff came out with the Me Too movement. That's how all that stuff came out with the pedophilia. The pictures that you're seeing on the on the television of all the heads of state, those pictures, and I think Sherry was there, so she might be able to. to but I know Karen um, definitely would be able to say, and I think Kevin uh, that we saw those pictures like five years ago. Okay, we were looking at those pictures and putting that stuff together, and they used the exact pictures that we had found. Okay, and put together. So. That's what's going on there, right? Yeah, right. I'm gonna put this up on the screen and I'll read this. What Maddie said here: when you try, when you're trying to explain to some people uh, about Roswell, the cover up, uh, the cover ups, Project Blue Book, etc., and the people just look at you. Yes, this is why. And I'll finish what he says, and then uh, this is why, why I said what I said a minute ago. People just look at you like you've lost your mind, right? They look at you like you're purple or blue or something, right? That makes me angry. And then you think, man, these these people. You know who they, they, who's, they're the people who's lost their mind. They 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 did, and you're right. And it, they they what happens is you get mind wiped when you're born here, and then they all the television programming uh, tells you that if you think of aliens, you're crazy, and uh, all of your Christian uh, churches are teaching that if you talk about aliens, those are demons, uh, and they're and this is the devil speaking to you. So they get you from the religious standpoint if you're religious, and then if you're not, they brainwash you through media. Uh, that they, you know that aliens are little green men and only crazy people talk about that. That's the narrative. That's the mind wipe. That's the the gaslight that they've put in place that we're trying to fight against. So we realized that some people are just so gaslit that they immediately just plug their ears and they don't hear anything. They shut down. And in psychology, if you're ever taking psychology, that's the worst thing you can do to a person is hit that that note that turns them off. Right. You hit that tone or you say that word or something that is the trigger that triggers them to shut down. We realized that some three to five years ago. Now we started realizing it about five and then three years ago, we really went strongly at it or two and a half years ago. Uh, all, you, you heard like Corey Good all of a sudden start calling for people to stop pushing the narrative of ufos and aliens and the breakaway society it's there for people who are ready and i tell them that you know if you're ready watch above majestic and packing for mars if you're not you're going to watch those and think i'm a nutball right i literally have a niece who my her husband laughs at me if i talk about aliens <laughs> you know when i said to him uh last time i saw him i said hey did you hear that the uh that the scientists have discovered that people who have typo negative blood and the rh negative factor that DNA doesn't go back past 10,000 years. He went, oh, was that your alien conspiracy guys that said that? <laughs> I said, no, it was your mainstream scientists who said that. Not my conspiracy people. Your mainstream scientists said, and I see the reason I said that is because my family is predominantly um, typo negative. Almost, almost half the people I know, weirdly, in life are typo negative. And we're supposed to be only 10% of the population. Somehow, we're all we're all conjugating on the internet and in person around each other we're drawn to each other and they say that they believe that that race this celtic race you're looking at that has the that dna is what this planet referred to as angels five thousand years ago and that we come from a race of people who are angelic i believe that we were put down here as a penal colony <laughs> this is a this is a little australia the earth is in Australia, and we're the penal colony, and we made too much problems within the universe, and that's why we get introduced. No, that's that's what was a theory that I did have for a minute, and I thought it was funny, kind of like the theory that Ireland got its name because the guy was drunk and the English didn't understand his accent, and he was saying, "This is our land, get out of here, go home, this is our land." So they thought he was saying it's Ireland when he was just drunk, and he was saying it's our land. 
that's we know that's not how it got his name. Ireland literally means Greenland, right? <laughs> and it is Green Hills, Green Ireland, right? So yeah, what you have to do, uh, Maddie, is is stop trying to convince people about the whole alien thing. Uh, people have a free will here, and they have their own choice, and everyone walks their own path. If you've listened to my Law of One, you've heard me say this. We all walk our own path in our own time, so people aren't going to believe what you say until they're ready to believe it. So I stopped looking for the people that weren't ready to try and convince them. I have Ancient Aliens Worldwide that I created in 2012 is still there, and we have like 290. I haven't looked, but it was getting close to 290,000 members in that one group. It's the largest group on the planet. Okay, and there's people there that run it for me. Thank the gods. I couldn't do it by myself, and I wouldn't. I would have to close it down. So I have Mandy Wilson. She's the the headmistress in charge. She's a Brit, and she's in charge, and she has mostly Brits working for her and Indians. Weird, right? India is waking up pretty quickly. You guys over in the UK are far more woke, you know, more, far more awake spiritually than Americans are. We've been retarded by our government for a very long time, and they're starting to wake up over here. You guys have a hand up when it comes to personal spiritualism over there. But we're getting there, right? Oh, you're in that group. Okay, well, I created that group. I own that group. Thank you for being in that group. It's a great group, isn't it? We work hard over there to throughout the whole year, all the years. So I keep that there for people who are learning that portion and want to still go down that road. I don't focus on that as much because I already know everything. I already know everything that's going on, and I casually talk about it just like I did. Breakaway Society, you know, uh, uh, bases on Mars, bases on, on you know, uh, everywhere already on the moon, in the moon, you know, underground here, 200 and some odd bases underground, uh, Antarctica, you know, alien bases, the whole nines. I already know about all that. I just can't prove it to anybody unless they're ready to see it, right? So, okay, so Elizabeth, let's see what, what Eliza just said, right? I'll put this up on the screen because she's sure a lot here. Let's see what you have. She's listening. I've just been listening silently. Well, thank you for, for listening. Uh, but would like to say something. Good, thank you, please. I grew up ostracized from my family and friends. Well, I'm, I'm sorry for that. That, that must have been crappy. I got lucky that, that only my friends <laughs> ostracized me. My family was stood, stood behind us. My mother taunted me uh, or taught me to think and question at all times. Good for your mother. Good for your mother to tell you that my father was the same way with me and, and our whole uh, family, all of us boys and girls. I used to be sad because, and I'm reading this out loud, Elizabeth. I don't know if you've been here long enough. I, I have an MP3 file um, that people are also attending. Uh, they can't get in the chat, but they're but they're listening. So I read it. I have to read everything to them because they can't see what's on the screen. Okay, so uh, my mother taught me. Oh, I already said that part, didn't I? Um, I used to be sad because I had no one in my life. But uh, as I grew up, I realized because of it, uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't indoctrinated into the thinking like everyone else. Correct, right? I have a mind of my own, and I don't accept or believe anything I see or hear on TV, etc. I have been, I have seen what was going on as I was uh, an outsider looking in, and I will, and then it doesn't have the rest of it. Why is that? I guess, and I will. Um, for some reason, it didn't. If there's more to that, it's not giving me that more to that sentence, to that paragraph. Uh, and, and see, that's good. And that's uh, the, the, I was brought up the same way by by my my father was very awake. Uh, he was he was uh, such a nice man. He was uh, he was. Uh, he would probably be angry with me just with my aggressive attitude. He was an aggressive man, but no, nowhere near as aggressive. And I, I'm very much more aggressive and outspoken. And I say, you know, things uh, behind, you know, uh, to people, about people. You know, I'll say, that guy's an asshole. My father wouldn't say stuff like that. 
He wouldn't. He, he, you know, he would just say, people are going to figure out who that guy is one day. You know, he'd say, mark my words. Actually, he always said, mock my words. I loved how he said that. He was defiant that way. Mock my words. Somebody's going to find out who that guy really is someday. But he wouldn't say all these negative things. I'll say that. That guy's an asshole. He's a liar. I'm a little more outspoken that way than he was, but he was a, a far better man than I am. I always just strive to try and be anywhere near what he was. He was very awake, and he told me all those things and encouraged uh, you know, uh, you to think and to believe. My grandfather was the same way, the one that I met, who was my mother's father. You know, he, he would always say, horseshit, you know, and, and we say bullshit or you know, something like that these days. That's what we say. He said horseshit. And my grandfather, you know, he didn't believe anything that anybody said to him. And you don't, you can't. You always have to think these days, is this person have an angle? Because nothing's free. No one's going to give you anything to, for free unless they're trying to get you hooked on it. Then they're going to charge you for it later, okay, because it's a drug or something. So good for you that you are doing that. And I try to encourage people. You know, when I start talking politics, Democrats think I'm a Republican and Republicans think I'm a Democrat. And they both hate me and they start sending me hate mail. I'm not either. I'm I'm independent. I'm not even independent. I'm registered as zero party affiliation because like you, Eliza Rose, I think for myself, I weigh things out for myself. I don't, I listen to what people say, but I treat politics like I would treat two children that I have. doesn't matter if they're both boys, both girls, boy, girl, girl, boy, but it doesn't matter. Something goes on in the next room and you hear chaos going on in there and everybody's yelling and they're fighting. You go in, what happened? First thing they're both going to do is lie to you and make themselves look like the victim and point the finger at the other person. He did this and she said that and he did. Okay, so I look at that and I see politics that do the same thing. They're children. They're screaming past each other and they're saying, I did that because he did and he did that because I did. And you did it first and all you did it and all you did it and all you did it. That's why they're on politics. So you listen to their bullshit lies. Right. Okay. That's why cops separate you immediately. Separate you. You tell the cop your story. You tell me your story. Then the cops switch to see if the story matches on both. See, told me the same thing. And then you have a different style of questioning. So you get something different out of the same person. You see, because you're an individual. So you and I would team up. That's what parents are supposed to do with children. So you do that very same thing with politics or anything, even me, even what I'm talking about. You listen to what I have to say and you go, all right, I'm going to see if what you're saying, anything what you're saying has any merit to it. And you should think that always. Question everything. So I, so I don't have a problem when somebody does that. When I was putting you up on the screen, I thought, the way you were starting to talk, I thought you're, you know, when you said, let me say this, I thought you were going to say something and possibly maybe say something negative. I put you up there anyway, not knowing. I didn't read that far ahead, didn't care. Because even the debate would have been something cool. If you would have said, I don't think what you're saying is true, and this is why. I would have engaged that. I'm not afraid of that. Because I'm not afraid of what I say. I'm not afraid of 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 being wrong, right? Um, there was a time when I took when I, I thought maybe what Zachary Sitchin said was true, and the guy said no, he's not even translating it right. And I said, well, I've never read it, I and so I don't know. And he said, here, here's a link where people have translated and showed you where he went wrong. I said, okay, I'll check it out. I did, and I went back to that guy and posted in that chat room and said, you're absolutely right. I was unaware of that. Thank you for giving me that information. I'm, I didn't get offended by that because I hadn't vetted that. Right. So now I believe that Zachary Stitchin was was wrong in his translation. I also now have the knowledge that he was translated it that way because he was supposed to because it was planted there by the Orion uh, um, uh, Confederation or the, the Orion Crusader group who are, in fact, trying to paint the narrative that we here were created as a slave labor race so they can show up and say, hey, we're your creator. God, worship us. That's what they're trying to do. That's what their M.O. is to take over planets. OK. So. Uh, Karen says, I think I think one big thing to know 
is that everything here seems to be a program. Yeah, good, Karen. Good. That's why I put this up here. You have to discern what is a program and what is a higher consciousness. Absolutely. Because a lot of this matrix is a program. They're, they're realizing now, scientists have realized that some of our, what we think is reality is actually almost identical to our AI, our artificial intelligence, our computer-generated artificial intelligence. Okay, And if you look at the law of one, those of you who listened to it or read the books, Ra says that very thing about the moon. The moon did not was not created in this solar system anywhere. It was created someplace else and put there. The sun that we have, Saul, the sun that we have currently, is not the original sun here. That was invented when needed here. And so was the moon. Okay? Moldek. Because of the orbit Moldek was in, it kept our ecosystem churning. When Moldek blew up, our ecosystem ceased. So we created the moon and moved it in the position that it's in so that it would do the job that Moldek was doing gravitationally so that our ecosystem would continue to churn here. That was what was told. And there's records in history, Roman records, that talk of a time when there was no moon. And then the moon flew into place and became where it was. There was records, history of a time when Moldek existed. There's history of when people were coming from Mars and coming here. Ancient aliens, even though the, the History Channel's show is trying to uh, propagate the alien creation slave labor race narrative, they have to show you some of the truths. Right? Tell a little truth with many lies. That is the way that the devil convinced the world that he didn't exist. You have to tell a little bit of truth because people can see that. And then you throw a lie into that and they go, I'm not sure, but he's telling the truth here. I can sense it. So maybe what he's saying, benefit of the doubt, and they brainwash you with a Jedi mind trick. Okay? Right? I don't either. So she, the, uh, Elizabeth Rose says, I don't know. I don't uh, uh, side with any of the parties. I don't understand how the, the, how anybody can do that, how I can do that. I don't either. Okay? Because I, I talked about that before and I talk about it all the time. I'm very modern. I, you know, I grew up in California. You can't be a, you can't be an ultra right or ultra left if you grew up in California because it just doesn't happen that way here because you believe they're fascist and you believe they're fascist. They're just different. It's Marxism and, you know, and hierarchy, you have the, the oligarchs and the and the Marxists, <clears throat> right? And both of them are vying for total control. So I think for myself, and I will elect somebody that I think is going to do the best for the people, right? And I try to get rid of the people that I don't think is doing anything good for the people, and I don't listen to propaganda on television. Why are we in the state that we're in now? Because Barack Obama changed the law and allowed the anyone on the planet to use propaganda against American citizens. There was a law until Barack Obama was the president that said you cannot use propaganda against the American population. So the news agencies had to tell the truth. And if they didn't tell the truth and they got caught, they were liable for that and they got fined or they got taken off the air by the FCC. So he changed that because he was part of the cabal and he was trying to have the global elitists take total control. He was a Marxist and he was trying to have total control uh, taken of the planet to have what's happening now happen then. And if it didn't happen then, it would happen now. And, it, and it's happening. Because right now you can use propaganda and the laws of the 70s 
that, or or I think it was it was in the late seventies. It was that took away libel. So now anyone can say anything they want to say about anybody on the news, and they can say, "Hey, look, I'm on the news." Anyone in Congress can say anything they want in the chambers, no matter how evil it is, and they can't get in trouble for it. So because of that, they're not. And there's no. There's nothing that says you guys have to tell the truth. Nothing, and there's no ramifications. So they say whatever they want to say whenever they want to say it. And you can't do anything about it because they changed the laws to allow it to happen. So as long as these laws are changed and no one here on this planet in the United States goes after them and says, we need to change these libel laws and we need to change the laws that, that, that stop people and put the law back in place to stop the, the, the government or the news agencies or anyone, including the Internet, to use propaganda against American citizens, as long as that is in place the way it is today, this country is going to continue to become a communist country until the people wake up and go, what the fuck is happening, and vote these people out of office, or they die of old age. Okay? And that's the truth. That's not me making that up. You can look all of that up. Yes, uh, going to, oh, wait, Sherry first. Let's go to Sherry, and then we'll go with what Elizabeth said. Uh, 51 equals six numbers uh, every uh, or everything. Uh, to the to the else the, I don't know if or to the to the eel I'm not sure what you're meaning there maybe I'm reading that wrong it's so in our face our alphabet for instance a through z equals nine b minus y equals nine I see what you're saying I see what you're doing there I, I understand that uh, and so on and so the um, so we are at n m equals nine right in the middle right okay I I get what you're that that one's good. I don't know if I can describe that in 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 a short time because I'm gonna need to get off here. Uh, we could do a whole show just on that, Sherry. Maybe I'll have you on and we'll talk about that. That's good. Um, okay, so uh, uh, Elizabeth Rose says I, I read about Moldek. Um, they blew themselves up, yeah, with nuclear weapons. That's why we have nuclear weapons here. They wanted to uh, they wanted to prove to the universe and themselves that they could not blow up the planet. So that's why we have nuclear weapons now, and we have all of this fight by people to not blow themselves up with nuclear weapons. Uh, so she says they, they blew themselves up and and were really screwed up in their minds and souls. Yes, um, the people who were caught up in uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, where the United States had, had bombed them, their souls are still damaged, and they're all still in the healing place uh, on the other side of the veil, healing from that. And all of us here on this planet are currently damaged and don't realize it, because of the thousands and thousands of nuclear detonations in and on and above this planet that we've inflicted on ourselves in the last 75 years, right? And even before that. So if you go back and say almost, you know, let's say go back to the 30s when they started with the hydrogen. So that's, you know, that's uh, it's about 78, almost 80, 90 years ago now, right? 90 years ago. So for the last 90 years, we've done so much damage to our immortal souls that we are damaged and we just we don't know it. That's one of the reasons why we're stuck as well. That's not helping, right? Um, yeah, this whole thing is absolutely insane, right? And Kevin says it's a big illusion. Absolutely, it is. All of it. Uh, everything is a distraction. Everything. Everything is a distraction. Distraction has been put into place to distract you, me, and everybody from our purpose. Our purpose is to grow. Our purpose is to grow in a spiritual way. And that doesn't mean in a religious way. That means that in a personal way, your growth as a person as a soul to mature a mature person a mature person is a higher thinking person the iq test was based on the fact that no one human being 
is more mature than 18 years of age. Look that up. Okay, so the whole entire IQ test and those people who, who who score high have a higher IQ. They're not they're not smarter. They're more mature. They have more wisdom. That's all. So as you age, that's why they say with age becomes wisdom. People who actually challenge their minds as they get older in life are more mature. And you usually know this because they become more calm. The people who yell less are the more mature people. I still get loud. So I know that I have work to do. But I watch men like Victor David Hansen, right? I watch these guys, and God rest him, uh, uh, Crothammer. Even Rush Limbaugh, God rest him, passed today. You look at these people, Geraldo Rivera, very, very rarely raises his voice. You look at these older guys, you look back in their career, and they were on the air yelling and screaming. And now they're they're quiet and they talk and they're very, as a matter of fact, there's so many of them. They're on the news all the time. The news agencies has them on to talk. Fox has many of them. Those are at least the ones that are on a positive uh, light. I'm not saying the Fox doesn't spin all the way to the, you know, to the, to the right side, but they don't because you have guys like Tucker Carlson, who's a libertarian, uh, Kat, she's a libertarian. Um, you know, you have some of these people that are considered, um, uh, you know, uh, conservative, but they're not Republicans like Sean Hannity. He's not a Republican. He's he's listed as a conservative. So he's, but he, you know, he's a moderate, right? Does he lean towards the, the uh, conservative side? Yeah, yeah. And he'll admit that to you, right? He, but you know, you have uh, the libertarians, you know, libertarians are very prevalent. You have uh, um, Kennedy. Kennedy's another one. She's a libertarian. Uh, and, and I think she is. She's very, she's very down the the, the center down the middle. So you have these people that are on that news agency that are not hacks. They're not mouthpieces for the alt-right, is my point. You have some on the other news agencies, but they're afraid to speak that because those people are being told that you have to talk this way or else, right? So, you know, you had you had uh, um, Shepard Smith, who I believe was a Democrat, and I believe he was a hate Trump Democrat. But I liked a lot of stuff what he said because he went after people hard on either side. He held them to he was more moderate, but he got into it with Tucker and he got into it with the president. The president didn't like him because he talked shit about the president. I don't know ultimately what happened there, but I do know that he left and he's now at another news agency and he was angry. He literally one day was that that's it. I'm done. He says, I don't know if I'm going to even work in the news industry again, but I'm not doing it here. And I feel for him. Right. So he was more more left swinging, and he was in a in a, a station that was more right. But they let him still speak. But then the the guys still attacked him. The guys went after him, right? So, but you have to be that way, right? So, so just, uh, Eliza Rose says, "I know I'm damned, and I have often wondered if my soul is uh, is damaged. Oh, damaged, not damn, damaged too. Yes, we're we're damaged. Our souls are damaged, but we're not." We're not like, you know, damaged to the point where we, we can't figure out what's going on, right? I used to say that the treatment to receive uh, re received growing up was uh, a severe abuse that my soul hid and didn't want to come out. That, in fact, is the reason why I would think, honestly, that you are a wanderer because there are certain things that happen to wanderers that don't happen to other people as readily. Now, there is things that happen to people on this planet where people get brutalized and beaten and raped and tortured. That's part of the growth factor. We all have that happen to us. At some point in our lifetimes, maybe not in one lifetime, but in, in many, 
but it but I do know that uh, above and beyond what happens to normal people who are just here for the first time, uh, wanderers have far more abuse mentally, physically, and ha- and <clears throat> because you're a wanderer, you don't fit in this body properly <clears throat> because <clears throat> your soul still vibrates at a higher level. So when you come here, <clears throat> you're born into this body, you don't fit. So your body doesn't vibrate right for you. It doesn't feel right. You know instinctively, I'm not supposed to be in this body. Your body knows instinctively you're not supposed to be in this reality. The reality itself knows instinctively you're not supposed to be here. So you have parts of your body that break down. You have autoimmune diseases. You know, if you're a girl, you get raped more than, more than once. Some women only get raped once in their life. Some get abused over and over and over and over and over. And every time those ones that I find are those people who are wanderers. Because the universe itself is targeting you. The negative here is targeting you because instinctively they know that you're someone better than they are that's here to help. And so they try to do everything they can to discourage you from ever helping in any way. Every time you try to help, they jump on you in some way. Family members, someone beats you, attacks you, you lose your job, people around you die. Something happens to distract you from that. You go on the internet and they all start yelling at you and picking on you. All of that is to distract you away from doing positive. And they do that to everyone on this planet. Okay? So that is what happens to us here. So, right, you say, oh my God, she says, oh my God, you have no idea what I've been through and I have no idea why I'm still sane and still here because you're strong. Because you're a survivor and because you were supposed to. You knew coming down here. God doesn't plan our lives for us and decide to wreck us against the rocks. Okay? We sit down with our higher self and our guides, and we decide what it is that we need to learn and what we want to work on in each lifetime. And then we sign on to be with people and to meet people at certain times to help each other get through this. Right? Kevin says, I was my own worst enemy. Absolutely. So was I, Kevin. Absolutely, we all are. We, our biggest problem is we ourselves. Our biggest problem is we have the, you know, we have the little devil on one side and the angel on the other. You have your ego and you have your conscience, right? Not your consciousness, but your conscience, the little angel that says, don't do that, that's not wrong. And then you have the ego that's the devil that says, no, I want, I want, do that. (laughs) I want, give it it to me, yeah, 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 fire, fire, fire. And then you have the calm down, Beavis. Knock that off. Don't make me have to smack you again. Right? You got Beavis and Butthead. Right? You got the two wolves. Which wolf do you feed? Do you feed the one that wants carnage or do you feed the one that wants nurturing? So we're all our worst enemies. When you're born, you don't know that stuff. So you just do things. And then you start doing good things. And sometimes you do evil things. And then you see whether where that fits. So kids are evil, not by their nature, but because they haven't figured out whether they're good or bad. Some come through. And they know straight away they're good. Some come through and they know straight away they're evil. Most come through and go, what's this? This is new. What do I see? Ooh, look, a butterfly. What is that? Okay. So it takes you until you start hitting puberty to even understand that you're even something. Then a puberty throws all these emotions in your brain. And you're like, what the fuck's going on, man? Why am I growing hair in these weird places? Right? And then you get these feelings. What the hell is that? Right? So you don't know any of that, and our parents aren't talking. 
right? So you, they, they're telling you, no, don't do, don't do that. Can't do this. Society, don't you do that? Don't you can't do that? Put that down. Go back over there. Sit down. Where's your mother? Where's your brother? It's all negative shit. Television's the same way. Guns, bombs, things blowing up, aliens trying to eat you. All of that is designed to keep you distracted from you. Keep you distracted from yourself and knowing who you are. The longer they can do that, the more they can put you into a place where you'll never look there. Give you stuff for free. Give you things. They don't want you owning anything. They want you renting everything, leasing everything, borrowing everything. Single service, instant gratification. All of that is designed to keep you away from a wholesome family, to keep you away from the nuclear family, to keep you away from the Judeo-Christian family so that you don't focus on yourself in any manner spiritually other than physically. Everything in the world is, is designed for that. Everything. Okay? And then the, the internet just became another matrix, right? It just became another ego. Okay? Twitter is another ego. Google's another ego. Anywhere where people gather and talk shit about each other is another ego. I like talking shit at Facebook because I can say whatever it is that I want and no one knows who I am. That's why people do that. They're frustrated. They want to act out and they want to be evil because people are being evil to them and they say evil shit there and then they laugh about it. Trolls troll because they laugh about it. Okay? Because they can, because they can lash out at people because they don't have control in their lives and, and they've been stifled and they've been beaten down. It's only those people who see that that survive these days until we start putting back the wholesome family life. And I'm not saying one man, one woman can't have gay marriage. I'm not saying any of that. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying a family unit where people are talking to each other and doing things together. Because when you do that, then you start structuring good people instead of bad. When you're not letting the internet babysit your children or video games babysit your children, that means you have to actually be an adult. Now you have to look within yourself and grow up. Do you understand? Everything is designed to keep you a child. Everything. If, if they do their job right, you will die at 95 years old, and you would have never graduated past the 18 years of age mentally. They did their job. You're not going to graduate. You're going to die. You're going to recycle, and you're going to come back through because you didn't learn the things you were supposed to learn to lift yourself up past that point. Missed something. Okay? Yeah, Riders in the Storm. I love that song. That's perfect. That's, that song was written by the Doors, and they understood. Those guys, they, they did the drugs that opened the Doors. That's why they called it Doors. That was the Doors of the Mind. I love that band, and I love everything that they sang, because if you actually listen to the words they're saying, they, you know, everyone goes, they're just like tripping on drugs, dude. No, yeah, they were, but they actually achieved. Those guys in the 60s achieved using drugs what people are now achieving through meditation. Leary it was the leader of that movement. Those people used the drugs to achieve, okay, to achieve what it is that we are achieving now through meditation. What does this pop up? Okay, got it. Why is that pop-up coming up? Introducing sleep tards. What? What was that? <clears throat> okay, so yeah, <clears throat> Riders in the Storm. You know, that's a beautiful, you guys should listen. If you guys don't know, there's a lot of bands out there. Corn is another one, right? There's so many bands out there that were far, far ahead of their time. 
uh, in, in what they sing about um, tool. That's another one. Those guys are so far ahead of their, their time. Uh, listen to these older bands, Led Zeppelin, man. Right. Come on. Right. The Beatles, the Beatles. Right. I mean, look at, you know, look at the song that got the man killed. All you need is love. That wasn't just a crazy hippie thing. I mean, that's the truth. They were that far ahead of themselves. Right. Yes. And, and so Elizabeth Rose says, yes, I've heard, I've heard that, that referring to um, that when we, uh, that we decide before we get here, what we want to do. I wonder what the heck I signed up for. I asked the same question. I say, was I drunk when that happened? Cause I don't remember signing on for like 75,000 years, but I've been here for fucking close to that or longer. I wonder why, I wonder what the heck I was signing up for with all the, that I have to go through. It's, it's all, uh, you know, also to top it off. I take care of my two mentally disabled brothers and, and uh, it, it gets tiring. I take care of my mother who has Alzheimer's. I took care of my grandmother uh, who was dying of cancer prior to that. And my uncle who was a great man, but he was, he never uh, amounted to anything, but he was a great man and he was a very positive man. He was just a very simple man and didn't want, want to uh, for anything. He just wanted to get by in life. Uh, so I kind of took care of him as well. And, and then I, I take care of my mother now who, uh, is uh, dying of Alzheimer's. Oh, I don't know how long we'll have her. Um, you know, I, hopefully I'll have her for another 10 or 20 years. She's 76. Um, I'm also taking care of, you know, um, my family members uh, uh, mentally and keeping them going. One of my sisters, she has a lot of anxiety since our father died back in 86. Um, she was very close to, to uh, uh, our father and like all of us were, our father was our rock, you know? So I get your plight and you have, the, what you're doing is even harder than what I'm doing because you have two of them, you know what I mean? And they're very, they're, they're only capable so far. Right. So, but see, you're doing that because your soul is strong. You don't know why you're not here. I've said that many times. I just said that the other day I was reminiscing about some of the stuff that I did when I was younger. And I thought, I never thought I was going to live past the age of 25. Didn't expect to. Never thought about it. Back then, we didn't think about it. We just knew Reagan was going to blow us into, a, into the, they were going to fire all their guns. There's, you know, Golden Butterfly. They were going to fire all their guns at once, and we were all going to spin off into space. We, we bought that because we thought that was going to happen. I don't know why I'm still here, right? I should have been dead more than 100 times. I lost count. I stopped counting. And then I've, I know of since then many times that it happened, right? Literally. To where people go, dude, how did you not die from that? I'm like, I don't know. You know, only the good die young. I joke, you know. But the truth is, it's because I'm here for a reason and they throw more shit at us. Right? You see people that they go through their whole lives, they're never sick, never been in a car accident, nothing bad ever happened to them. And you look at him and you go, and he's a monkey, right? I mean, the guy is a, he's, I mean, I don't mean literally he's a monkey, but he's not awake and he's just a guy. He's probably here for the very first time. So nothing bad is happening to him because he's part of the machine. He's where he's supposed to be. That's why we are not where we're supposed to be. And we come here to do good things. So we take on more than we really think we can handle because we think we can handle it there. We know we can handle it. Then we get here and we don't realize how hard we set ourselves up for. This is hard, man. People get out of here. They don't want to come back. Right. I tell people sometimes on this is no joke, but I tell people this. Right. This place is so bad. If I owned earth and I owned hell, I would live in hell and rent this one out. Right? Because that's how, how hard it is here. Because it is. It's the hardest reality to live in everywhere out of everything. The 3D reality is the first place where people are understanding who they are or that they are something. 
So because of that, you have all this evil. This is rampant. And you have all this good that's rampant. But the evil stole the narrative. The evil, the evil understands the matrix and how to make it work. That's why when I go back to talking about prophecy, I won't talk about it. I'll talk about prophecy, but I'm not going to tell you what I know about it. Because I don't want certain things to happen. I want certain other things to happen. So I refuse to tell stories of things that I do know that was seen in the possible future because I don't want people thinking those things. And there's a lot of us that do that, and it pisses people off. Well, for our own goods, for all of us to get out of here, we have to change the narrative. I was literally told that I need to rewrite the beginnings. Okay? So that is that me, literally, I, my job is to rewrite the beginning. I have to change the narrative of something in the past from here in the future. Okay. And that that's the secret. I haven't figured that out yet, but I knew, and I know it's not just me alone, but I know that that's what I'm working on because I was told that by psychics and by myself. So I know that there's something that I haven't unlocked yet. That is the key to changing. And I know that, that everything that we do because of outside of this timeline, when you leave the three dimensional reality, Past, present, and future all happens at the same time. It is only here in three-dimensional reality where those are separated. So my higher self and the universe operates in time-space, not space-time. Another way around. So, so everything happens all at once, whereas here it's linear. We're moving faster than they are, closer to the speed of light. Therefore, everything slows down, and we have a past and a present and a future separate from each other. That's the truth of the, the physics of it. Okay. That's the reality of it. So because of that, and as you get higher up towards your vibration, getting to the fourth, you start crossing over, which which when you start getting a lot of deja vus, because you're already starting to perceive that the past, the present, the future all at once. So you have memories of, wait, this is weird. I'm getting a deja vu. Did we already do this? That's because in your you've, your vibration is skipping to there because you're from there. And now you're getting close to there. You're at that level where you're getting close to that. And that happens to every single person when they get there. You become more clairvoyant. Everything happens. High magic. All of that stuff works. As you vibrate faster, everyone gets the abilities that you're supposed to have when you're about to transition to the fourth. But they try to keep you down by distracting you and keeping you away from that. Look over here. Look over here. Look over here. Don't look there. Look here. And if you don't look there, they hit you with something. You see? That's the truth, though. That's how it works. Okay? And, you know, you have to look out there for other people like myself that are out there. They're out there. You just got to find them. You will, right? Yeah, right? No babysitters. Right? Anybody that's been sexually abused have no no babysitters, right? Yeah. No babysitters. That's, that's just wrong. Um, unless you can trust them. But even then, you know, that's usually what happens. It's usually the babysitter that starts it, right? Uh, my father said that about my stepfather. You know, he said, uh, why is it this man who doesn't want to have children and denies that he has a child, which the DNA proved that he does have a daughter, a better. Um, why is it that he wants to babysit everybody's kids? Come forward in time, we find that my current wife was molested by him when we were kids. Well, he's deceased now. And he never would admit it. He always said, I don't remember that. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. But the man always wanted to babysit everybody's kids, but he hated kids. 
tried to keep all of us kids away from my mom when they were dating and had my mom shack up with him in his house, in his apartment. We were left on our own in an apartment. They just showed up and gave us food every couple of weeks, paid the rent, paid the utilities, and we were raising ourselves. That's not a lie. Okay, so my father said that. My father died, and, and, and we were uh, you know in our teens, but we raised ourselves. And he said, "Why is you have to ask yourself, why is it that that man wants to babysit everybody's kids? And specifically, people with the daughter. Come to find out, he was a child molester. Okay, no babysitters, even if they're friends with your family members or family members, because you never know who's evil. But you know what? It comes down to that, people, and this is what I tell all of you. It comes down to good and evil, period, and people who are in between there somewhere. Evil people will always act really, really good until they don't have to. So they're always going to tell you everything that you need to hear. It's like that piece of shit boyfriend that you had. They're going to tell you everything that you need to hear until they start beating on you. Okay? Or they start being mean to you or they start cheating on you. They don't give a fuck, but they just want they want their hooks in you. Here's how you tell. It's cut and dry. It literally is cut and dry. People are either in service to others or service to self. If people wear rings on their fingers, look at the rings on their fingers. If their finger rings are facing them to see, they are narcissistic. If they are facing so that when they have their hand out, you can see it upright because then they see it upside down. It's there for you to see. That's a person who's in service to others. A person who puts rings on their fingers that they look at, that it faces them, they're putting them on there to please themselves. That is a narcissist. You're either one or the other. Narcissistic people can still be good people because they're not totally evil. Good people are never narcissists. They never think about themselves first. So it's cut and dry. Anyone in your life that is a narcissist, cut them out of your life if you are in service to others. Anyone in service to self, cut them out of your life. You have to. Because they're only in your life because you're their victim. In some way, you're their victim. And once you learn that it's just that cut and dry, you're going to realize your life takes a change for the better because you cut all of that negative out. And when you look back at those people, you're going to realize they were just draining you in some way and abusing you in some way and keeping control of you in some way, mentally, physically. Okay? And that's the truth of that. Right? Kevin says, my father's, my father told me, to use the power of my mind and I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten it, I haven't got it uh, of, I don't know what that's said, of Pat yet, your, your fat finger thumb or you're talking to your phone, right? So, he, so I'm, I think he was trying to say that I haven't gotten it uh, or gotten out of that yet or haven't gotten that yet. Uh, but you know what? I mean, the truth is you do have to use the power of your brain because we control the narrative, but that doesn't mean that you manipulate other people to get what you want. A person, I've been in martial arts almost my entire life. And I, and I take the Shaolin monk uh, approach to martial arts. I can kill you with my pinky, but I won't do that unless you're trying to kill me. Okay? I do not look for a fight. I don't back down from a fight, but I will try to not fight. Okay? Because there's no reason to. And if somebody wants to just fight me, I'll go, you just wanted to fight me because you want to fight. Why do you want to fight? And if they continue, then I'll throw them around the room until they're tired. Okay, and I've done that many times. I've done I did that to a martial art instructor in the Marine Corps. I didn't know he was a drill instructor in the Marine Corps. And then he taught hand-to-hand combat. He was a friend of my next door neighbors. They were drinking. It was Valentine's Day. I didn't I wasn't married at the time, right? No, I wasn't. It was between wives. I was in my house drinking, which was next door, and the guy wanted to spar, and the guy my, my buddy was like, He can't fight. So he's like, No, 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 you don't want to fight me, you'll just kick my butt. But Leo, 
I hear is really good. So he goes and gets me, and I'm like, I don't want to fight you, dude. I've been drinking. I don't want to fight. He's like, I've been drinking too, and I'm going to kick your butt. I want to. I want to fight you. I'm like, I don't want to fight. So he just he kept coming. He kept attacking me. So I threw him around the garage for about a half an hour until he was worn out, and then and then he broke my thumb. So I I elbowed him in the head, and we had to go get stitches for his head, and he quit. He was bleeding from the mouth and, and, and cut in the head. And that was the end of the fight. And he was like, you kicked my ass, sir. And I was like, I'm probably, you know, I've been in martial arts my whole life. You know, even the, even my buddy's girlfriend said, Leo, you're, you're toying with this guy. You can kick this guy's butt anytime you want. I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm bored going in the house. Let me know when you're done. But at first she thought it was a cool fight. Then she realized that I was not trying to hurt him. I was just tossing him around and, and, and not letting him hit me in any way. Right. Until he broke my thumb. I said, you broke my thumb. He said, you stuck it out there. So then I went, oh, okay, so that's the game we're playing. All right. So the next time he came at me and tried to grab my other thumb, I went, just, you know, elbowed him across the top of his head and split open his face. That was it. Down on the floor he went. I said, let's go get you stitched up. Then I found out that he was a drone instructor in the Marine Corps. He thought he had to hand combat. <laughs> he was 19. I was 48. No, I was 45. I was 45. He was 18. I was like, dude, 19. I was like, dude. So... I look at it in the, in that in that art form, right? And I learned very early that that uh, instead of attacking, I do that whole you know Steven Seagal thing, that whole Miyagi no uh, Miyagi do uh, 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 style of Korean fighting. I uh, I or, or Okinawan. I'm I'm there to to let you wear yourself out to get out of the way of you attacking me. There's a finite amount of things that you can do with with the human body. Finite, not infinite, but finite. So there's only a finite amount of attacks, and I and I look for those. I don't look you in the eye. They always teach you, I look at the guy's eye because he's going to be stupid enough to look where he's going to attack. Some guys know that, so they don't do that, and they become really skilled at that. That look at look at the quarterbacks who don't do that, right? They look the guys off and they throw without looking because they know the guy's there because they practice that and they know the guy's going to be in a certain place. They do that all the time. What's his name from Kansas City does that now, and he's been in the Super Bowl. The only reason he lost his last Super Bowl is because he was up against the goat, or otherwise he'd have won two in a row. Okay, so guys that can do that. So my point here is that this is that's the type of person that I am, and you have to be that way if you're a good person. It's only bad people are not, and they go out and try to hurt people or, or use what they have to abuse people. I could do it. I know that I could do it because I know that it works. Do you see? So, you know, I said one time to a buddy of mine, I can, I can make, you know, I'm overweight. I'm overweight now. I weigh about 340, right? I don't look at when people look at me, they go, what are you like, 280, uh, 250? No, that's 340. I just, I, held, I, I hold my weight well at this point because I was 486 pounds fucking five years ago, six, five years ago. So, and that was because my testosterone, not an eating disorder. My body stopped making testosterone and you blow up. Your eunuchs blow up. That's no joke. Had that happen. Still losing the weight now, taking shots. Anyway, I would say to my friends when I was younger, I was, I was thinner, I was younger, and I would say, I can make any woman in here go out with me. Don't care who they are. They're like, you can't do that. I'm like, uh-huh. If I can talk to them for a few minutes, they will date me. If I say to them the things that they need to hear, that's what guys do. If I say the things to them that they need to hear, they will date you. And you have to do it within the first 30 seconds because women in less than 30 seconds make the determination of whether or not they'll sleep with you when they first see you. So the first impression has to be the one that gets them. Okay? And that's the way it works. And they were, they were, what would you do? And I used to do this. My buddies and I used to do this on purpose. And they go, well, okay, how are you going to do that? I go, okay, here's what you do. You look at that table, you find the best looking one at the table, right? Yeah, okay. 
you want me to make her want my phone number? And they go, yeah. And I go, watch this. And I walk up and I walk right towards her the entire time. She sees me coming up. She knows I'm the best looking girl at the table and this guy's going to come up to me and I'm going to shoot him down. And I walk up and I walk past her or I look at the ugliest girl at the table and go, hi, you want to dance? Wait a minute. Why didn't she just ask Bree to dance? He didn't, shouldn't have asked Bree. He should have asked me. I'm the best looking one. I only brought Bree here to make me look good. Fuck that guy. He's an asshole. Then I dance with everybody else at that table, one by one, but her. And then I go back to my table and I don't ask her to dance. Before that night's over, she's going to come to me and ask me why I didn't and want to give me her number. Works every time. That's because people are predictable. Okay. I preyed on her sense of self-righteousness, her sense of self-loving. She was there to do exactly that. I'm here because I'm beautiful, and all these guys are going to want to dance with me, and I'm going to shoot most of them down and only pick the really cool guy, the really good-looking guy that I'm going to dance with or even maybe have sex with later if I want to have sex with somebody. Women think that way because guys think that way. We all think that way. We're humans. I know that. I took psychology, right? I know that. I was going to be a profiler for the freaking FBI. I know that. But I don't do that on purpose all the time. But when I was in my 20s, I did it to prove a point, right? But I didn't tell people how I did that or why I did that. A buddy of mine who also knew that would do the same thing. And then we, they would go, well, how does that work? Because she has to know why you didn't pick her. She knows she's the best looking one. She brought these people here because they're not as good looking as her. Why did that guy not want to have it in the part of me? He should have, right? Some of them would just get mad and don't. So it's not 100%, but it's one in 10. I did that to a buddy of mine where I said, you can pick up women on the street corner. There's four or five women there. One in 10 is going to say, yeah, bullshit. We pulled up. There was a bar. Six women standing outside drinking at this bar. We were at a stoplight. I rolled down the window and said, who wants to party? That's all I said. Who wants to party with us? All of them looked the other way. One chick said, I'm in. I said, come on, girl, hop in. She hopped in. We took her around the whole city that night drinking, partying with her the whole time. Made sure she got home, too. Didn't do anything bad to her. One out of every ten. Guys, it's the same thing. Women, it's the same thing. If you want to date guys and you're, and you're out there and you're trying to date people, don't get discouraged when they tell you no, even if they tell you evil shit. Don't get discouraged. One, there's going to be somebody who's going to go, you know what? You're cute. Yeah, I'll dance with you. Then there might be just some guy who just wants to screw you. He's going to dance with you and buy you drinks. You just don't have to screw him later. Make sure you don't get yourself into a position where he'll rape you. That's my point, okay? So, People are predictable and everything's a cookie cutter going all the way back to me saying why I do this the way I do it. I could cookie cutter the show and talk about shit that I know I would get clicks for. For what? Why would I waste my time doing that? Waste my time doing that and what do I get from it? I might get paid, right? But what would that get the world? What would that get me? Maybe fame, right? Well, I'm not in this for fame. In fact, I really don't want people to know who I am because I can continue doing what I'm doing with anonymity. Try to say that word five times fast. Or somewhat. That's why I use an alias. That's why this name is not real. Not the name I was born with. Right? You just don't know that. But some of you actually do because you know me. I've already talked about it. Okay. So I'm going to get off here because I've been on here far longer than I wanted to be. Right, far longer. I just want to come on and do a little bit of current. And I really, truly wanted to come on and talk about the stresses of COVID and and you know how to how to kind of deal with that. Um, but that's not where the universe took me. So apparently, that's not what I was supposed to talk about. Right? I was supposed to talk about uh, this stuff right here. The oh, yeah, Elizabeth Rose says, like the clatter ring. Thank you for bringing that up. 
in the sense of of uh, who sees the heart right straight up or straight down. Absolutely. And and if you're and if you know about the the clatter ring, then you understand what that is because when you have the heart up, it means one thing. When you have the heart facing down, it means something completely different. Uh, it's kind of that that's akin to the the Glengarry, right? And the and the tassel on the Glengarry, the 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 uh, um, uh, uh, strings in the back. A Glengarry is the is the military hat that the Irish, English, and Scottish wear, right? And you know it's that one that comes up little pie shape. In the back, they have uh, ribbons that hang down. Two of them. If you're single, those ribbons stay hanging down. If you're if you have a girlfriend or you're married, you tie that into a bow. So people know instantly when a man's walking, a military personnel in uh, Europe, whether or not they're married or they're single. Uh, so the Klinod ring is the same way. One way when you have it up means that you're single. I don't know. Don't, don't quote me. It might be the other way around. I don't remember. It's been a long time. I had one. My first wedding ring was. Uh, one direction means that you're single, and the other direction means that you're, you're spoken for. Uh, so you turn the ring around when you're spoken for. And so that way people know when they see that. Right? Yeah, I love my Celtic heritage. I absolutely do. Uh, agreed. Uh, Elizabeth Rose said, I love my, love my Celtic heritage. Yeah, I do too. Um, I am definitely, I am a, I'm a, a Celtic. I'm a, I'm a half breed, um, a Viking, uh, Celt. Um, in fact, I, I come from, uh, the middle, uh, middle star, uh, which is the galaxy of the Orion's belt. And those people there are uh, half breeds between Viking and, uh, Celt. And I'm here with, uh, a, a Celt and a Viking. And the reason I'm here is the, I'm in one of the emissaries in between, the Celt and the and the Viking because they're both warriors. One's the shaman warrior and one's the physical warrior. The the and I've literally come through in a body that is a half breed Viking Celt. I'm a I'm a Southern Viking. Um, I have Scandinavian blood and most of the rest of my blood is is Europe. It's it's Ireland, uh, it's Scotland, Ireland, uh, and Wales. And I guess that, that would also you know with the UK, so that would be you know basically the UK, <laughs> right? Uh, basically, for those of you outside of Europe, the UK. Uh, which is everything, Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales, all of that. Uh, so I, I have only, uh, then I have 5% Native American, and then I have another 5% that's of that's Greek-Roman, Greek and Roman together. So they call that Greco-Roman. Uh, but the rest of me is, is Scandinavian and then all UK. So that, that we're the Western Southern Vikings. That's the Celts. And they, that's why I go by, if you look at my thing, I go by Celto with the K, not the C. The reason I do that is because when you use the C, everybody uses the Gallic, uh, Celto, right? Celtic. That's where that's where word Celtic comes from. But I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm a Gaul. I'm a Gael, right? So the Gaelic word is Celtic. And that comes from the, um, both of those words come from the Greek word Keltoi, which was actually a C, but it was a hard C, right? So it was the K sound. Keltoi. Keltoi was the term that the Greeks called those people up there who are not Greek. It's people who live north of us that are not Greek. That was all of the people in Western, Southern, Western uh, Europe. Uh, and those people were uh, Viking descent. All of those people, especially the people in Ireland and Scotland and most of England, because they all they were the Wodes, they came from uh, the south of Spain. That's why you have the bloodline DNA with the Rh negative factor being so prevalent in uh, Europe is because our we're descendants of the people of that western, southwestern city in Spain, where the 10% of the population of the planet that is now typo negative or has the RH negative uh, factor in their blood comes from. And that's only been 10,000 years ago that showed up. So the Irish can actually trace through the first two invasions of Ireland that they came from Spain and invaded Ireland. 
And then Scotland, of course, is a mixture of the the woads that were, you know, the English without the Roman uh, in, influx and without the Saxon. And then eventually we had all that happen. So that's where we get that. And that still came from the north. So all of those countries up there that were Viking were basically from that same bloodline. Right. And we don't have any. That's why the RH uh, negative factor in the blood. We don't. We, that means RH negative means no monkey. We don't have any African DNA. I don't have any African DNA in my body. I've done the the gene uh, test from, uh, you know, from uh, what you call it, the uh, one of those damn places. Can't think of the name of it right now. I have a box up there, but I can't see the name of it. Um, Ancestry.com, right, to find out wh- all of my DNA and where it's from. I have no, I have no uh, African DNA at all. I have Native American, which is, uh, you know, the the original Native Americans. They now know the original ones were Celts. That did not. They were not Mongols. They were not Caucasian. The original Native Americans came from Western Europe and migrated. It was the horse people who owned most of that territory and traded through there. Those were the the Celts that were they're from now: England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, the you know the UK. They were the for, the horse traders, and they found their bodies all the way into China. So those people made it without breeding and went across the the land bridge into America without breeding with the Chinese, the Mongols, or the Chinese. So they had no Chinese DNA. They were the original. They just found this out back in like 2016 or something like that. The original uh, Native Americans of, or the North American, you know, that ended up being the uh, Incas and the Aztecs were actually um, European. <laughs> that's kind of scary. And then the other wave came, and that's when you got the, you know, what they call Caucasian. I hate over here in America. They want to call all white people Caucasian. I have no Asian in me at all. I'm not Asian. So you can't call me Caucasian. What is Caucasian? Is that supposed to be something that's other than Asian? No, it's a sub uh, of Asia. So it's an Asia minor thing. I'm not, I have no Asian in me. I am, I am European. Okay. I am European and I have a little bit of Greco-Roman and a little bit of Native American. But I have no Chinese, Japanese, no African, no Australian. Okay. I don't. I don't have any of that in my DNA. Right, so I, I get offended when someone says you're Caucasian. No, I have no Asian blood in me. I'm not a Caucasian. I'm not a subgroup from Asia. I'm European. That should be on everything. It's a choice. If everyone's going to say they want to choose Africa because they're one percent African, right? Then we should be able to say I'm European. I'm not white. I'm European. There's a difference. Those white people were the ones that were in charge, and the races that I am from Europe were the slave races. Okay, those of you who know anything about Europe, if you know anything about the Celts and, and the Vikings, you know there's that caste system. So the Italians and the and the English, because they were then integrated with the Italians at Hadrian's Wall when they owned all that, they were interbred. That's a different race of people. That's the difference between the Gale, the Gales and the Gauls, or the you know or the Saxons and the Crusaders. Right, the Saxons were more Germanic. Well, those of us who are from there know that stuff. So I hate when they lump me in with, you're white. No, I'm European. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. White people in this country are Caucasian. <laughs> right? they, have some, they have some Asian and African blood in them. I don't. And I'm not saying that to be prejudiced. I'm just saying that to, that's the gene pool that I come from, and I wish that people would acknowledge that. Everyone else gets the rights, it seems, to their gene pool. You got Black History Month, right? You got Jewish Month. You got all these other countries, all these other races get to be what they are, but white people are anything that's not of color. 
well, that's not right. That's racist, right? That's like assuming I was standing with my buddy who also had red hair and freckles, but he is six foot 11, right? And he's obviously from a little bit further north than my DNA. People are like, are you brothers? I'm like, well, we all look alike to you because I have red hair and freckles and he has red hair and freckles. That means we have to be related. His DNA is from a thousand miles north of where my DNA is from, <laughs> right? And we are not related, right? I was standing on line at a, at a, and then I'm going to get off here because it's after eight. I should have been off here already. I was standing in line at, a, at a, a post office and there was a guy behind me who had that deep, dark, blood red beard, right? He was obviously Scandinavian from the north. Might have even been Norwegian, but I, I believe he was he was Scandinavian. And I looked at him, and my beard at the time was was orange. You know, I had what they call red hair, a ginger, right? I had ginger hair, ginger. They used to call me carrot top because it was all light carrot tops. It was all that ginger color. Okay, we're Europeans. You're, people who have the ginger hair are Europeans. You're either Germanic at, at, at the southern part, you're French, or you are, in fact, from the U.K., <laughs> okay, Right? That is, we're the Southern, we are Western Europe, okay? So I turned around and I looked and I said, I go, now there's the mother uh, the mother race. And the lady behind him goes, oh yeah, look at you guys. You guys both have red hair. Are you related? And we both laughed. I said, no, his people at some point raped my people. <laughs> That's how I got this color in. I didn't get into the whole the actual DNA of it, but I, I made a joke of it because the Vikings used to go raiding and they in fact sacked. England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, at, at some point they owned the whole thing. That hence the Celts. They they were there. And then it was taken in, into the what it is today. Okay. So uh, you know, so but I, I'm like, no, he's he's the you know, he's the, the blood red of Odin, and I'm I'm more you know, southern western uh Europe from the UK. And so we're lighter complected, we have lighter uh, red in our hair. He's got the deep dark you know, he's probably a Swede uh, and I'm not from there. He's from Sweden more than likely or what would be considered Scandinavia back in the day. And I'm from the UK area. My DNA is from the UK area. Okay. So that's enough of that. If uh, hopefully um, my mother, okay. Yeah. We got to throw that up there. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Rose, she says, uh, my mother used to say that, uh, that is, that is you are Irish and, uh, had red hair, your great-great-great-great-grandmother was raped by a Viking, right? That's exactly it, right? If you're Irish and you have red hair, it's because one of his ancestors raped one of my ancestors, and that's what I actually said uh, online. Uh, you know, and that's that's true, right? I mean, that's, that's I mean, it kind of is what it is, uh, that we interbred with that, that, uh, that Scandinavian race. That's where I get that from, uh, is my Scandinavian blood, which shows up in that. My mother's last name was McCoy, straight from Scotland. Okay, I'm an O'Neill, right? I wasn't born with the name O'Neill, but I am of that uh, clan. I was born with the name Neil uh, because we came to American Hid, so we, we changed the spelling and changed the name. I've, I've proven that on our DNA. I've traced myself back to Ireland and, and to Wales and to England and Scotland. And and uh, uh, my mother's maiden name was O'Rourke, right? You don't get that. You know, we call that out here in America that you're as Irish as Patty's pet pig, right? Um, because both of my families are predominantly, they, they have that Germanic on both sides. They're like my great-great-grandfather married a German woman uh, and my great-great-grandfather on the other side or my great-great-grandmother on the other side married a German man, right? So, it goes, so all of that goes back to Europe on both sides. Even the native part of me was my grandmother on my, my father's mother and she was half 
uh, half Germanic, half native. Uh, her her father was German and her mother was a Native American. So that's where I get the, the, the 5% is from her in the native part. And then the Scandinavian get from her dad and my, my, uh, my father's grandfather, great-grandfather, uh, was Irish and married a German woman. And then on my mom's side, the same thing happened. Uh, on on the, my grandmother's side, she had the English uh, portion was still UK, but her one of her great-grandparents was also married to a Germanic person. And that's where I get my 12% uh, Scandinavian blood from is literally all of those people were from the same region. Um, so who knows that we could have been bred and been cousins, but either way, that's where I get my 12% Scandinavia is literally from every, every channel that you go back three or four generations ago. One of the people at least was, and mostly women, but, but two men. So two men, two women actually, uh, were from that region. And that's where I got that portion of my DNA from. Isn't that crazy how that works? Green eyes. Right. Yeah. Green eyes, strawberry blonde hair, Sherry says. Yeah. And, and I have green eyes and had the not the strawberry blonde. It was the shade darker. I had the orange. My beard used to be orange. I have pictures on Facebook. You can see it when I was in my 40s. and It was still all red. Uh, I had the orange ginger hair. My hair was so ginger that they called me Carrot Top. Um, now it's it's, you know, uh, it's still there, but it's now more pepper than it is salt or more salt than it is pepper. Right. Uh, it's going gray. I still have hair, but not, you know, it's getting thinner and uh, getting less color in it. But, you know, I'm 53. I'm lucky because my father, by the time he was, um, you know, 40, he was white, white-headed. My mom was the same way. So I'm lucky that I still have any color in my hair on my head. Uh, my face, my facial beard went by the time I was 45. When I was, my father, by the time he was 40. So I got lucky that I kept the color longer. And those of us who have red hair, we go gray quick, right? Look at Mark McGuire, same thing. He had the same color complexion that I did, the same color hair. And he did the same thing. He went completely white by the time he was 45. We just lose the pigment faster because it's not much there, right? So that's the way it is, right? So the, so Kevin says, do you think, and then I'm going to go, you guys keep egging me on here. I've been on here for, for three hours. Uh, do you think different races came from different parts of the universe? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I do believe that. That's where you get the, that's where you get the, you know, the people say that we, you know, we're like seven different races make up the human race. Um, if you take like a pig and, 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 and put them all in there, because it, the truth is like, if you look at the Asians, especially Japanese people, and you look at the mantis race, uh, the, the, if you can see that they have a predominantly mantis, uh, kind of look about their faces, that's, that's where you get the, the blowback of the different races that our souls made up when we came here to this place. So I think that's what happens is we come through because what happens is, and that's a very good that you brought that up, Kevin. Uh, the, the where you did because what happens is like we had a group from Moldek get here and when they all come through they come through together in mass and what happens is I believe that I don't know this for sure but I believe this when the when the whole mass comes here from another place because of the place they were at the 3D reality that they were at no longer sustains 3D life for whatever reason they either blew themselves up or like here on Earth right now there's not supposed to be 3D life on this planet anymore. The reason that all the storms and all the things that are happening is this planet's trying to kick us off. We're doing damage to the planet by being here. We were supposed to graduate a very long time and have no humans here in this reality. It was supposed to be first, second, fourth, and I think eighth. And that's it on this planet. The 3D reality is no longer supposed to be here. So when we leave here in mass, 
those people who are not ready to graduate because they're here for the first time and they haven't made all of the stuff they were supposed to to graduate, those people in mass will go to the next nearest three-dimensional place, whether there's humans there or reptilians there or something else. I don't know. Whatever the closest one is, is where they'll go to. So when they come in in mass, I believe just like when the Celts got here, they came in in mass because we came from another 3D reality and this was the closest place that we came to. And so the whole race pops in and is born spontaneously and has those, those features that are throwbacks from where they came from. I thoroughly believe that. Because if you look at all the different races, even the blue avions, you have traits in people and races that you can see that you go, you know, we either invented that race based on those looks or those looks are based on that race, right? Which is true is the chicken and the egg. We don't know the answer to that because we haven't unlocked that mystery yet. But I believe that because of guys like Corey Good, who said that not only are, you know, humans this color and all the colors we have here, but that there's blue humans and orange humans and yellow humans, Right. And then you had the red skin Indians. They were literally red skinned. But that's kind of been bred down now throughout the ages because, of course, the United States government trying to annihilate all the Native Americans and genocide. Okay. But then we look with the Africans when they got here, they were really dark. And look at the colors that they are now because they're mixing and blending with the with the wider races, the lighter colors. We're creating totally new differences, which I think is really sexy. I think it's so sexy. That's why we chose this race. Because, I mean, think about that. Every time you breed with someone else, it changes the entire look of the offspring. Because, and, it, and it could be like uh, exactly like dad or exactly like mom or completely in the middle. Or you could have kids that are kind of a little bit between. That is the beauty of the human race. We're so diverse that we make so many yummy different uh, shapes and colors and flavors that, that there's so much to choose from that everybody could be like, you know, you look at anything and go, oh, you know. I do that all the time. People look at me and go, dude, what is your type? I'm like, um, um, human? human i look at every race and i see and i and i see women of every color and, and shape and they, i see things about them that i go oh yeah that woman she's hot and people look at you know, dude she's like the black as the ace of spades yeah she's sexy that's a that's a sexy yummy look right there and it doesn't matter to me right so that's when people look at me and go well you must be racist you're white and you're old you know so you, you're obviously racist no i'm not i have every skin color for every freaking nation on the planet on my body if we can get that to freaking okay how can i be racist when i am literally the shade of every single race on this planet on my body currently how can i be racist i don't like you because you're brown like that i don't like you because you're that black i don't like you because you're that white Look, you're that Asian right there. I don't like you. How can I be racist? I can't be racist. I'm freaking polka dotted with every single skin color. There is not a skin color on the face of this earth that I don't already have on my body someplace. Okay? So I'm the most non-racist dude you'll ever meet. Right? That's scary when people want to look at me and they just because of, of my color of my skin, they're automatically assuming that I am something. That's racist. That is systemic racism. When you look at somebody and go, well, you must be racist. You're white. What? I can't be racist. I'm black. What? What? That's a racist thought. I even think to talk about racism in any way is racist. Because you are judging yourself or other people by their color. Do you understand? The more people propagate talking about skin color, the more racist that person is.
I'm fighting for black lives. Black lives matter. And now they've made it evil. If I say all lives matter, they all turn on me. What are you, are you trying to tell me that some lives don't matter now? Who would those be? I'll bet the white people are the first ones that get that they don't matter. That's racist. All life matters, period. Life matters, period. Doesn't have to do with anything to do with this human race. Only arrogance says I have to dictate that colors of this avatar are above all other avatars on the earth or in the universe. Right? Whales don't count to me. I'm human. I'm of the ruling class, as a matter of fact. That's a narcissist speaking. Do you understand? So anyone, that's when you know you're woke. Okay? And anybody wants to say they're woke, I'll go, yes, you are. You're woke. Because you know what that means to me? That's what that means to me. That means you're asleep. I'm woke, motherfucker. I'm so woke. You're not woke. If you use that term, you're asleep. Okay? If you refer to anybody by a class or a race, you're asleep. Okay, because the rich and the elite are doing it to all of us. And that's not me being asleep. That's me being awake enough to understand that we're all in this shit sandwich together, people. Okay, and I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you came from. The only thing that tells me is maybe what planet your race originated in, in the stars. That's not bad. That's that's your heritage trying to remind you of something. Do you understand? That's a representation of your soul. Each one of us is an individual that has individual experiences, and we came here to experience things. Part of growth is racism. That's part of growth. Everything is part of growth. So to have racism or to discuss racism is not exactly bad unless you're obsessed with it. It's like politics. If you're obsessed with politics, you're going to have a stroke, or you're going to kill somebody, or you're going to kill yourself. Okay? If you get obsessed with anything, an obsession is bad. If you get obsessed with people, they call that stalking. Okay? <laughs> it's called stalking. Right? Like Morgan Friedman said, listen, I know Sherry's going to put up something cool. Like Morgan Friedman said, how, how do you get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. That's right. But see, that no one wants to. That's the, see, unfortunately, here's, here's the truth, okay? The development of people who are enslaved psychologically is impaired. The development of people who are on drugs psychologically is impaired. Okay. So, and I'm not talking about like smoking pot. I'm talking about hardcore crack smoking, doing so much dope that you're literally stupid. And you, somebody looks at you and go, why do you think they call it dope? And they point at you. Okay. If you're stuck in that, you're disrespecting me. Don't you disrespect me. He's dissing me. That means dissing me every time he diss me. If that's your mindset, it's because you're thinking like a child. Children worry about respect. You start talking respect as a man when your balls drop and testosterone gets into your brain and starts making you crazy. All of a sudden, you want respect. That's something a teenager wants. Something that someone between 11 and 14 finds important. Okay? And it's the same with women. Between 11 and 14. When you want respect, you will respect me, motherfucker. If that's where you're stuck, you're not older than 14. I hate to tell you that. Mentally, you're a child. It is the person who rises above that. And it's the same thing with being goaded into a fight. If someone can goad you into a fight, 
you're a child. Because words should not harm you. Because as an adult, I understand that the words that come out of your mouth, you're trying to say words that you think will make me mad. Because I've programmed, because the society programs you, to decide to get angry. You have to choose to be angry. You don't just get angry on it by itself. That doesn't happen. You put the trigger together. Okay? Women put the C word in their minds that as soon as it's told, I go ballistic. You're told that from very young. Don't let them call you that word. If they call you the B word or the C word, <coughs> the N word for, for African Americans. Okay? That you set that trigger up. African Americans call each other the word nigga all day long. As soon as somebody they don't want to for them to call says nigga, they go, you racist son of a bitch. Wait a minute. You just called that guy a nigger 45 times in the last half hour. Oh, but I can do that because black man can't be prejudiced to another black man. Yes, you can. That's racist. Okay. That would be like, that's like us Irish, the word Mick, right? Bug Irish, right? That would, those are, that's the same thing as saying the N word to a black man. Pikey. If you're if from the UK, especially if you're English, you understand that word. That word is the same word, means the same thing. Okay? But we Irish take that into account, and we do the same thing. So <clears throat> that happens. It's okay that we call each other that. Right? Hey, Mick, we can call each other that. But if you do that, no, no. See, that's racist in and of itself, and that's childlike. People who are adults rise above that, and they say, I'm not the words don't mean anything to me because I'm not giving them the power. I'm not giving those words the power. I once stood as a as a manager was getting cussed out by this woman for 30 minutes. She would not get away from where people were to talk to me. She had to be where everyone was so that she could have everybody hear her yelling and cussing and screaming at me. And no matter what I said, I couldn't please her at all. And I stood there and I took it from her. And everybody around was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Maybe it wasn't 30 minutes, but it sure felt like it. It was a while. 5, 10, 15 minutes of her just berating me and calling me everything. And I was like, ma'am, I'll drive to another store and find them for you. But it says in the ad that they're not in all stores. We don't all get shipped every single one of these things that you're trying to collect. However, I can call another store and find one there for you. And I will go personally drive there and get it and have it here for you tomorrow. That still wasn't good enough. Right? So she just kept cussing and yelling and screaming. And finally, I said, okay, look, you obviously do not want anything that I have to offer for you to get this. So you have something in your mind that you seem to want. So I'm assuming that you have in your mind something you want to get for free. I'm not giving you anything for free. I will get these things for you, but you don't want that. So I'm done talking to you. Here's the number to my corporate office. If you have any other further complaints, you can take it up with them. I'm done wasting my time speaking to you because it is obvious that you and I are not going to come to an agreement. Have a nice day. Leave my store or I will call the police and have you removed. And then she threatened my job and said she was going to call and get me fired and, and everything. And then she walked out storming, screaming, and went outside. And I turned and said, okay, who was next? And, and then I heard applause, right? And everybody was started applauding. And they were like, oh, my God, how did you? You just turned and said, okay, who's next? Who needs me? And you had no emotion. And it wasn't even as if you had that lady yelling at you. And I'm like, that's because none of the words that she said or any word that I allowed myself to be triggered by. Didn't matter what she was going to say to me. I expected her to call me everything, cuss me out, and say every bad word you can imagine. 
And only if I choose to let that word anger me and choose to be angry over that word will that happen. So there was nothing she could do, even if she were to attack me physically. I'd be like, okay, call 911. This one's crazy. Let's get her out of here. Who's next? And they were like, oh, my God. So then half of them said, I I need the number of your corporate headquarters because I need to call and tell them the story. Please do. Because I'm going to have to call them because she's going to have a story and it's going to have me being very evil, mean, nasty and yelling at her and screaming and kicking. So anything that you guys can do to help me will keep me from her trying to get me fired. And then I said, if no one needs me, I'm going to go in my office and call headquarters and give them a heads up that this crazy woman is about to call. So anything that you guys can do to help would be appreciated. Nothing ever happened. Um, I didn't get in trouble for it. It was never a reprimand. Nothing. So apparently they listened to what I said and other people called in and said, this is what happened. That lady was crazy when she called up. They're like, look, he offered to get you this stuff. If you want it, he'll get it. We'll call him and have him do it. If not, go away. (laughs) I never heard from her again. But yes, Sherry, again, how how do we get people to stop talking about racism? By just stop talking about it. Okay. That's, yeah, with that woman, it was her ego. She probably had, yes, yeah, this is uh, this is the ego for that woman to do that. She wanted an audience. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I even said that because one of the cashiers said, what was that lady's problem? And I said, well, her husband's probably mean um, and treats her like shit, beats her maybe. Um, you know, she doesn't have any control in her life. Her job probably sucks. Her boss is probably trying to rape her or, or has. Um, her life is crap. And she was very angry and she wanted to take it out on someone. And she knew that standing here in front of everyone, I could, she could control the conversation and yell at me as much as she wanted and get all of her frustrations out. So I became everything that she hates right now in her life. And she was taking it all out on me. And I knew that while she was speaking. Right? Because people do that. You, you blow up on somebody. And afterwards, you look back and go, wow, that was just a trigger. I blew up because I was frustrated in, in life. And I didn't have any control and I, and I overcompensated because I held it all inside. But if you learn that, the first step to avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. If you learn that about yourself, you're on your way. Because the knowledge, you have the knowledge and the understanding to say, and, and, and uh, Eliza Rose said that. You saw that in what I said by describing that. I didn't have to tell you that. You saw that that was her ego. And obviously she had problems in her life. That's why she was taking it out on me. Right? So yeah, drama. Yeah, Drama Rama 2000. I know. That's you know, I wrote a song about that and it's called Drama, right? I, I do that all the time. I tell people that. I wrote a song about it. Drama, 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 drama. Drama, 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 drama. Right? That's the chorus to the song I wrote about drama. So yeah, and you'll also find that you like less drama in your life as you start to grow up. By waking up, by gaining knowledge, by questioning everything, your vibration rises, your IQ gets higher because you learn things and you learn more abilities and your IQ gets higher because you're now becoming an adult. That's all. You're not a genius. You're just awake, not woke, but awake. And you're waking up. And all of us are. We're constantly uh, have to work at ourselves because there's that ego out there that's trying to grab you. Television, news, radio, media, blah, 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 all of that. Internet. Blah, blah, blah. Everything's trying to grab you and pull you down. Your ego's even trying to do that to you. So there's so many egos and external egos. That's what we have to fight against. It's all the distraction to keep you from working on your inner self, to pr- improve yourself, to improve the whole planet. All we have to do is take charge of ourselves, improve our own selves. 
for our own self. Take care of the body. Learn the body, the mind, the spirit. Learn the complex, right? The mind, body, spirit, complex, totality. If you take care of your mind, you take care of your chakras of your body, you take care of the food that's going into your body, your body becomes healthier, your mind becomes healthier, your energy becomes healthier, and your oneness becomes more. You become more. Do you see? You vibrate at a higher level. You learn new things. That vibration raises the vibration of all of those around you. Chaos theory, right? A pebble in the, in the one raindrop in the ocean. It reverberates out in all directions, and everything it touches, it changes forever. So just by being, you are being good. If you're a good person, you're changing people all around you at all times. And that's what pisses off evil people, because they're trying to be evil to make everybody evil, and you're being good. And they hate that. They hate it when you do that. Okay? they got to stop you at all cost. Can't help people. You got to help yourself. My pocketbook. Me, me, me. I, I, I. So get those people out that are in your life. Your life will be better. You'll find people that are more positive, and you'll find that you're a more positive person. Your tastes will change in the food you eat, taste in the music you listen to, movies that you watch, books that you read, whatever it is that you do. You'll find that that changes for the better, and then you don't want to seek some of that other stuff, right? No, evil people don't change. That's their. That's how, that, that, what they do. They get more evil, or they don't. Right. So so Julie said that evil people don't change, sadly. Um, no, they don't. Evil is as evil does. It's in their nature. Do you understand? They don't hide. They only hide when they have to. So they're a predator to get you. When you got people like Nancy Pelosi and some of these people that are in charge now, Chuck Schumer and and uh, you know these people in, in high power on both sides of the of the supposed aisle there, you know, that are that are, you know, forever swampers. They're not even trying to hide it. It's in your face. They're showing you that they're evil in your face. And there's nothing you can do about it. The Washington Post or Washington, one of the two Washington newspapers, literally published how the election was rigged by the Democratic Party and said we had to do this to fortify the election. So we did all these things. Yes, we did to make sure that we won. They literally, in your face, tell you, if you look in a thesaurus and find out what the word fortify, another word for the word fortify is to cheat. <laughs> the word fortify literally means cheat in the, in the, with the change concept. So if you, or context, so if you look at, or just to change a, a different word in the thesaurus, if you look at what they're saying, everything Donald Trump claimed, they're saying they did to ensure they won the election. To fortify the election. We fortified the election. We didn't cheat. We fortified the election. They actually, right in people's faces, said, look, this is how it was done and why. And we did all that to make sure that Donald Trump didn't win because he was evil. And these are not the droids you're looking for. You don't need to see their identification. Move along. Look it up. I'm not lying about that. They literally mapped the whole thing out for you with all the evidence in front of your face and said, yep, we did exactly that to make sure we had to. We had to because the evil orange guy was stealing the election from us. So we had to do all this stuff. That's crazy. In your face, blatantly in your face. Right there for you to see. And most people read that and go, 
oh, they were fortifying the election. What does that mean? Doesn't that mean like fortification of a fort? That means they were <gasps> they were defending us. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Move along. You don't need to see the identification. Move along. Move along. Nothing to see here. That's. I'm not even kidding about that. I can't make that up. When that when that came out, I was like, oh my god, are you serious? How many people are realizing that they're telling you that they committed a coup? That they rigged the election? How many people realize that? Nobody. Like, wow, they got away with that. They even put it out there in front of your face. Yeah, that's what we did. This is what we did. Weaponized the deep state. Yeah, we did all that stuff to fortify the election because evil orange guy was obviously a coup attempt at the, but you saw the insurrection. We showed it to you in live, in, 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 in reruns over and over, constantly. Everything that we wanted you to see in here, we showed it to you over and over and over and over. But what about that they planned it earlier? Nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Move along. But what, what, when did Nancy Pelosi find out about it? Because the sergeant of arms, I'm going to cancel you. Cancel you. Zip it. Nothing to see here. Move along. Read that article. I'll tell you why. But wait, the pipe bombs weren't even inside the cabinet. No, 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 no. You didn't see that. You didn't see that. We told you where they were. We told you where they were. They were evil insurrectionists. And all of them we interviewed, we haven't shown you a single tape, but all of them that we've interviewed, We've heard from them, sources say, they claim that Donald Trump told them to do it. Really? I have not seen any transcripts of that. I haven't seen heard any tapes of them saying that under oath. And even if they do, I'm not going to buy it. Those guys obviously were paid to be there by someone. Let's check that out. See who paid them. If you keep talking, we're going to delete you, Leo. Move along. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. Joe Biden is the president of the United States. Then why is Kamala Harris taking all the phone calls and meeting with all the dignitaries around the world without Joe Biden? Because hmm? sources said, okay. Yeah, no, I have a Twitter account, but I, the only thing that happens there is my MP3 file gets <laughs> broadcast. Every now and then I go on there, but I don't, I don't care about Twitter. Uh, Instagram, same shit. The only reason why I use any of those is to get my podcast out, Right. Uh, that's the truth of it. The only reason why I'm on Facebook is to get my podcast out. The only reason why I'm on YouTube is to get my podcast out. That's it. I'm on there to get my message out to you people out in the world that are looking for someone and saying, what am I supposed to do? I am the green man. I have a tattooed on my back. I am the green man. I am out in nature and I am here for you to find. And you come to me and say, I know that I have something that I'm supposed to do, but I don't know what that is. And I go, really? Let's talk about that. And then I let you talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it until you figure it out. I just give you any tool that you need. You say, what does that mean? And I go, well, this is what that means that I believe. But you could look that up because it might mean this or this or this. And you go, yeah, okay, so I'm going to look this and that. And then, you know, I'm not over here trying to Jedi mind trick you. I'm here letting you talk to yourself. I'm just letting you throw it at me and then bounce it off of me. And it comes back to you. I don't tell you anything. I do the same thing. With, I have my, One of my nephews, I have many nephews. Right, my grand nephew. He's he's wanting to do his homework, and I'm not I'm not doing the homework for him. My father taught me that. Oh, so what do you think? How do you think? What, how are you supposed to do this? I have them reason it out and tell me how to do it, and then I go, well, let's do that then. And I have him figure out the stuff, and all I'm there for is support to help him to go. You're doing good. You're doing fine. That's what I do. Okay, that's all I do. I don't, I'm not teaching anyone anything. I'm just helping you to remember it and learn the stuff you're trying to teach yourself. That the universe and you have decided that you want to learn. That's why I'm here. Okay. So 
that's what I do. I'm not trying to be a rich, wealthy man. Uh, come on, man. I wouldn't be talking about this stuff at all. Not at all. All right. So have a good night. It's almost nine o'clock at night. And I have to get dinner for my mom. Right. Way, way longer than I should have been on here. Right. It's your guys' fault. They blame you. All of you. I blame you all for keeping me talking. <laughs> See, Sherry knows if she just eggs me on, I'll keep going. If she wants me to stay on because she's bored, all she has to do is egg me on. She knows me. We worked together for five years. <laughs> we worked together three or four, and she's still, you know, working behind the scenes. So she works me. She knows how to work me. Keep him talking. Keep him talking. He'll keep going. Let him go. Yeah, she knows that. Some of you know that. A lot of you guys know that. All right, guys. Namaste. Had to hold the microphone because I didn't like the way my mic stand. And now it's holding up just fine, right where I wanted it to go, right? Uh, the weight of it, I didn't have it distributed properly. All right. And Reese, thank you for that uh, information. Hopefully, buddy, that you will be able to uh, get my show down there. Um, it, it seems like live you were able to get on here. But, you know, who knows if you'll be able to find me. Um, you know, so try to keep contact, right? Um, thank you, Sherry. Uh, she's a great show, you know. I'll put that up there on the screen for those of you who have the MP4. Those of you with the benefit of visuals. Those with you not, I have to read that to you for the MP3. So, um, you know, peace, guys. Uh, you know, send the message. Keep the message going. We'll fight. Get people to acknowledge. Knowledge is the key to the universe. Get them to learn that when they start questioning, then they'll start seeing the truth. It just it happens. You just you learn it. You just start seeing it. You just have to break the conditioning of being distracted by everything, right? If you keep being distracted, you'll never you'll never learn what you're supposed to. Kevin, I thank you for popping in, buddy. I haven't seen you on, on my show for a minute. Maybe it's just the times I've been on, huh? That didn't weren't conducive with you being on. All right, guys, have a good night. I will be on Friday for the Law of One. We won't be talking about much of politics on that. I try to stay away from politics and stay completely on spiritualism, right? So I will be there on Friday, 4 p.m. Uh, West Coast America time, Friday night for the Law of One. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Have a great day. Have a great morning. Like I always say, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where you are tuning into the show. All right, guys.